11 o'clock comics episode 60 hold on, I think, I, hold on i think you want to do that i heard a gink in the middle of your 11 o'clock comics a gink? i just ruined it yeah oh, it was real right. david make with the woohoo oh uh, now yeah. you have to start over okay rewind behind <laughs> 11 o'clock comic oh, sniffle sniffle <laughs> <laughs> 11, <laughs> 11 o'clock. Toy vote, toy vote. Oh, it's going to be a good one. <laughs> 11, 11 o'clock comics, episode 60. 6 0. David Price a wall today on the Twitter. No, nowhere to be found. You know what? No more to be found on the Twitter or the forums. I know. I was actual physical I wasn't at my desk at all. There was. We have to do it because you can't say it. No, we have to. Our, the equipment at work, the, the printers, the monitors, the CPUs and everything, they, every five, seven years or so, they go out to bid, and uh, some dude, they went out to auction, dude bought the whole lot, and uh, we have to shrink wrap and palletize everything, so we were out of the office and moving shit out of a cargo container and putting it on pallets and wrapping it up and putting it back in the container and everything, so this dude can come and just forklift all the pallets out and uh so yeah go. got my hands dirty or you know dressed down and everything it was it was fun wrap that up because it's a short intro yay hey <laughs> <laughs> well, it is now it is now it's 11 o'clock comics people i am vince b oh sorry <laughs> it's all right he's sorry <laughs> yeah i'm sorry for chris naisman <laughs> i'm david bryce and i'm mr whisper no. no, 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 no. Of course you're not, Mr. Whisper. You're Jason Wood. You loud ass mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I don't be whispering nothing. Nothing with an F. We we need to. I don't know if we should do it towards the wait, end. Wait, wait, back up. Chris Chris asked a question. He did? Mr. Whisper? Yeah. yeah, who's Mr. Whisper? Oh. Tell him. Uh, Mr. Whisper is the main antagonist in what I hope to talk about this evening. Ah, see, be vague. Vague is good. Okay. String them along. That's right. This will keep them, make sure they stick around for the rest of the episode. He got the little right. snossage. He's got the snossage on <laughs> the strings. Let's, let's continue until next week, man. <laughs> we might just we, do that. We should have. We should have to. We we need to. The four of us are all on Twitter. Yes. yes. Right. And so are quite a few of our listeners and forum members. But for those that don't frequent the forum, or for those that may not be aware of our Twitter, Twitter usernames. We might want to just drop down that information sometime this episode. I'm just throwing it out there. Well, why don't we just give out the Twitter things right now? That way, if they want to follow us, they could. Well, we'll do it by uh, by the same way we intro. 
Really? My um, Twitter ID thingamajig is Vince Bond. That's it. At whatever. Well, just Vince yeah, Twitter.com yeah. slash Vince Bond. Right, Vince yeah. Bond. Yeah, I'm uh, C. Neesman. C-N-E-S-C-M-A-N. Hi. Uh, David A. Price, all one word. I thought it was Dave. You would, <laughs> but you'd be wrong and I'd have to ignore you. Uh, and I'm Wood83, W-O-D-8-3. 83 inches of love. And, and yeah, and, and I, won't, I don't want to say that, that Twitter has is more important than the forum, but you're definitely not getting the whole story unless you... <laughs> and I tell you, you know, Twitter is is really, really awesome if you are an aspiring comic book uh, writer or artist because you get a lot of great advice from industry pros. And uh, and if you are an aspiring writer or an aspiring artist that would like to either look at a writer's script or maybe draw from a writer's script, uh, I was checking out Andy Diggle. Had, he posts some of his um, full scripts uh, that you can download and he'll he'll you know send out a Twitter announcement about that and so he um, oh gosh what did he post today David it was uh, or actually I'm sorry you were doing hard labor yes. uh, uh, what it was uh, what the uh, uh, Thunderbolts 128 yep. the, uh, uh, he posted that that complete script today and I downloaded that and uh, and took a look at it and very cool to to read a comic book script if you've never done so um but read several of them because they were all different i i don't know if i've ever seen two scripts that are the same i think every comic book writer does it differently yeah. you, you get a neat chance of peering under the skirt of comics it's good yeah. stuff yeah it's very neat very neat yeah. so um well uh, speaking of uh looking up skirts i guess we should get to the the, the drink roll call. Um, I have no idea what that means, but um, <laughs> Vince, why don't you start us off? I am drinking Yingling traditional lager this week. Ooh. Okay, well, you're not drinking the black and tan. So well, ran out. Traditional. Ran yeah. out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Wood. Uh, I am drinking ice water. Ah, wow. yes, yes. 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 Oh, you know why. Oh, and because of Twitter, we know why. That's right. He's watching it, watching his girlish figure. Okay. That's right. I got to look super sexy for Windy City in September. There you go. Oh, uh, someone did. That's <laughs> next. Are you talking next September? Or oh. now this September, baby. <laughs> super sexy. Don't you worry about that. You're already sexy. <laughs> true. Price. True. But I'm I'm modest though, so I want to look um, super sexy. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Since since it was a hard day at work, I decided to go to the uh, Hemingway Daiquiri because hopefully that'll hit me rather soon. Nice. <laughs> It's like he just dropped. And I am drinking uh, Jim Beam and Squirt, which is one of my, my favorite uh, summer Sweet. drinks. And, and much like wood, I am training for Windy City. It's a different kind of training. Kind of, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, this episode is brought to you by the lovely folks at DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service. Dot com. If you're tired of paying retail for your comic books, hop on over to DCBS. You can get Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse for like 40% off. Independence for a lot less than what you would pay. And they, uh, they're they really good at the, on the on with the packing and the shipping. They get your books out at whatever frequency you desire. And they're good people too. So DCBS, Discount Comic Book Service. Hey, um, that yeah. reminds me. Uh, Mr. Uh, 
uh, Mr. Zach Krusey emailed me, and uh, and I don't have the exact date. It is it is coming up soon. Uh, they are having an anniversary sale at uh, at if you are well, yeah, but I believe it's for the store. So if you uh, are okay. in the um, Chicago land, Northwest Indiana, Central Indiana area, you may uh, you may uh, have interest in. Uh, in heading down to, I believe they are in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, yes, indeedy, they are having their uh, their big anniversary sale on July eleventh, and uh, I don't know the exact specifics, but Zach said that you can expect ninety uh, percent off. Oh, oh holy crap! Jeez, what the Dang. hell are they going to save for Wizard World? Come on! I uh, yeah. uh, well, that, that, that's uh, that's on <laughs> that's their. Yeah, that's their dent. That's their dent and scratch stuff, and cool. uh, they will have a ten cent back issues. Oh shit! Yeah. So uh, that will be coming up in July eleventh. So um, check out uh, Discount Comic Book Service or In Stock Trades in in, uh, in Fort Wayne, Indiana. If you use in the area, wow. and uh, and yeah, I may be I may be heading down there. So I haven't uh, haven't figured it out Look at uh, you. exactly. Well, you know, if you the get married, go anywhere for cheap comics. Well, who wouldn't? But you know, you can yeah. get married by proxy. Can you buy comics by proxy? I don't Ooh. think so. Uh. I think because because I will be down there buying them all and <laughs> laughing. Look at this. He'll be getting all those X books he has to read on the cheap. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. X Men trades for two bucks. Hello, 11 o'clock comics. It's Logan from Regina. Yes, the city that sounds like fun. Wow. Just listening to the podcast, uh, I came across as a real dick. And, uh, yeah, uh, to be honest. I have a bunch of books that I have regined, and uh, I uh, I know what it's like to get through them or trying to get through a stack every week. I apologize. Um, my name really is Logan, and I really am from Canada. That's no BS. Picked up my books this week, and uh, I uh, was quite happy that I finally got my reprint issue of Irredeemable number one, because I had to Regina number two um, until number one came out, so I didn't ruin my read. A good book, really enjoying it. Going through my DC stack here, I am loving what uh, the Justice League Cry for Justice uh, previews are looking like. Um, I'm loving the art. I love the concept of Green Lantern. Uh, getting pissed off uh, i think it's going to be a good time you guys take care and uh yeah uh i'll go back to my regina pile and try and get through it yeah. so fellas fellas what do we got i i have lots of stuff to talk about but well, I hope you're, you and David are going to do us the kindness of telling us all about your Mocha experience, especially. Yeah, your tat. that was good. I, I want to hear all about your tat. Yeah, well, there's not much to hear. I was, I was, see, I was going to use that as a segue. I got lots to talk about, but first, we should talk about Mocha. Well, you know, would like to step on you. It's all right. I do. I, I, I was do. there, and David 
showed up as well, which was really cool. So it was like fifty percent worked out. Yeah, because <laughs> he knew you weren't going. Fifty percent of <laughs> of the hosts were there, and I'll tell you, it it was a great time. But if you listen to last show, my plan was to have a Gary Panner draw a little Jimbo head on my arm, and I was going to get it tattooed on Sunday. Well. It didn't work out as well as I thought it would because Gary only appeared on Sunday. Oh, yeah, he wasn't there. So, and and I was like, David, should I get Cameron Stewart or maybe David Mazzucchelli to draw on me? Because I shaved my arm, you know. And and then <laughs> I'm looking at my arm and it looked really stupid because I had one hairy arm and one not hairy arm. So I then I shaved the other arm and I was I was all clean. And, and, and Vince is Italian, so that's a, that's a lot of hair. You're not kidding. I had to get the roto stripper off to get that out. But so, yeah, he wasn't there, but it was still a great time. Right, David? It really was. It's hot. It, it, it was hot, yeah. But I do think that the new armory, what was the name of it? Mm-hmm, the armory. 69th uh, Regiment. Right. was a lot better than the puck building. I, I know some people were complaining about the heat, but I, and, you know, it wasn't hotter than what I've experienced at the puck building. So, I mean, there was a lot more space. The tables were nicely laid out. It was cheaper than we had anticipated. Yeah. Because they had a late start. And, uh, yeah, we had to wait in line, like, what, an hour? Almost an hour, yeah. I think they yeah. opened the doors right before noon, and it was supposed to start at 11. Right. So they, when we got to the register, when they were, you know, we had to pay for the tickets, the, the woman said, it's only going to cost $5 because we made you wait. I was like, yeah, all right, because what would have cost me 30 with the kids now oh, cost me right. 15 which was really yeah. cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. So... Uh, did your daughters have a good time, Vince? Yeah, they had a great time. Uh, you know, there's that period where it stops being fun and starts being daddy's thing. Let's get the hell out of here. And mm-hmm. and and I think we stayed just long enough before it turned into that ugly stage. So it was it was okay. cool. Nina got some uh, Owly books, and again, she wanted to see Andy Runton, and he wasn't there until Sunday too. So it was like both oh, of us got shut down. Yeah, but you know, she's cool. She rolls with stuff. Yeah. That, 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 that's why all shows should be one-day shows. Like the Windy City Con coming up in September. <laughs> See, I'm trained. I'm good. But uh, we, we ran into a bunch of dudes on the forum. Uh, the unbelievably cool New Mutant was there. I love that guy. He's like Our a man drug. Alan? Yes. Yes. You, yeah. you don't love him as much as he loves David. Uh, well, I know. Well, Jesus I don't, Christ. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think the guy's pretty damn cool. I thought I thought he was all... He, I was expecting him to be like, all right, I can die happy now. I met David. Everything's great. And then he's like, so you brought Renee, right? I'm like, no. And he was oh, all dejected shit. again. He was just like, oh, now it's like now he's got another reason to live. Well, you know, speaking of that, <laughs> David, if we told you, but Fitz, if you remember, we Alan was sort of hanging out with us at the New York Comic Con before he introduced himself. Do you That's remember true. that? true, yes. He was kind of like following us around, and we knew that he knew us, and we figured he was someone from the forum community, but he never said who he was, and he was kind of like walking around with us for, I'd say, 15, 20 minutes. Before. And I was kind of just thinking, all right, well, Vince must know this guy from a former con, so I'm not going to say anything. And Vince, I think, was thinking the same thing, that like I must have already met him because Vince got there after me. And then finally, Alan was like, I'm New Mutant. And I was like, "Why didn't you say something fucking half hour?" I think your your exact words were, "Damn, that's true." <laughs> no, no I think it was, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a great guy, you know. Really but I th- I think the hero worship in David took a real weird turn when he started taking pictures in the men's room. I don't know that that was <laughs> and that wasn't a men's room you want to take pictures in. That was a nasty. Place. He was checking no, out the angle at the dangle. I just kidding. <laughs> and uh. He came with us for pizza, so we got to hang with Alan for a long time. We ran into uh, Malpractice, 
Joey, he's he's nice, extremely cool. Uh, Phony Bone was there. We, Mr. Pickle, you know, he was there, but I didn't see him. Uh, mm-hmm. Marty was telling me he was there too, because Marty Marty came with us too. Well, he and, and Joey are good pals, so I figured. Yeah, but I didn't. Apparently I didn't see Darryl him. Daryl was there. Yeah, we missed Daryl too. It. I missed. I missed Ian. Yeah, I would like to run into Ian too. I haven't seen him in a while. Well, fit though. Okay. Um, the <laughs> were there oh, oh, any Marty? were there any comic book creators there? David and that we spoke to. Yeah, David and I had a fairly long talk with the amazing Cameron Stewart. Awesome. Cameron, fantastic. Very well spoken, dude. He shares a studio with Carl Kershaw. Right. And and so we, I asked him if if you know if he thinks if if Carl is excited about Wednesday Comics being a. Being an experiment, being something new, being something like that, and, and and he does, he has he has a feeling that that Carl is enjoying it. He's writing and drawing it, and he's he's, he's going to have fun with it. But then, of course, he pointed to uh, to the web comic, which is uh, Carl's big love and and his uh, oh the uh, about the abominable snowman, yeah, the abominable Charles Christopher. Yes, it's just, just and, it, yes, and it is he, gorgeous with the fox and oh, the, it oh, is, it's, it? it's 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 stunning. And, but he gave us a free copy of the print of uh, TX of, Comics. Of, of yeah, or is it Plus really? X? But yeah. Well, yeah. the website is TXComics.com. Okay, yeah, and, and it's it, got, it has. Uh, uh, geez, it's got Burry and Princess Planet, Raising and... Hell by Andy B, The Port by Scott Hepburn, Sin Tutulo by Cameron Naturally, Kissing Chaos by Arthur De La Cruz. What and, else? Uh, the back page, the abominable Charles Christopher. Yes. So they're they're hitting the the comics scene on a number of fronts, which is great. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron is awesome and and amazingly talented. Carl Kershaw is going to be a superstar. In yes. Comics. Yep. He is going to be a superstar creator. Get his stuff now. I and that reminds me, I need to I need to get like some Carl Kershaw original art or a commission. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like in five years, it's it's not going to happen. That guy is is going to be a superstar in comics. He's going to blow up. Yes, yeah. he. Yeah, we, we, and and Wednesday Comics, I think, might be the beginning of him absolutely exploding. I, I think you're right. I, think I, you're right. I, I so hope that that this pays off for for everybody involved. I mean, it's you're here. We 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 know we we're you know, just just the idea of it, just just the premise, just the the format, just how unique it is appeals to us we know we're getting it and i hope that the price doesn't turn people away the the format or the continuity issues or even i mean it, it's going to have characters that yeah you'll have your hawkman which you know held by kyle baker i can't not get this but hawkman may not be a huge sell but you're going to have your titans you're going to have your green lantern you got your flash so, right. so you got superman you know, so you know I, I think that dc realizes what they're doing and it is it is an art piece and it, it it's an experiment and it's something that is going to celebrate comics but don't underestimate the marketing value of the truckload of eisners that that is going to win yeah you're right I mean, you're right, you're right. Truck, truckload and, of and eisners it, well, ju- judging it. by what we've seen so far i think the only way dc can screw this up at this point is to have let Dan the Dia, yeah, it. let him keep talking about it. Have him open his mouth. <laughs> the, I, I think it helps that it's only twelve weeks. 
if we were talking about something that was going to go on for half a year or longer, that might be a excellent harder point. sell. But yep, the fact that point. you got three months, 12 issues, and we'll see what comes next, I think that's a huge plus. I think so, Trinity Trinity is the nail in the coffin of the weekly comic for DC for a little while. And you that's need, okay. need, need a yearly that. weekly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, and that's like Chris said, that's fine. But you know yeah. that, that's okay. Oh. Pick, pick a project and and keep the quality level so incredibly high that people can't help but buy it. And yeah. I think mm-hmm. that Wednesday Comics is going to be that. I, I would rather see I would rather see people keep a quality level as high as they can than grind out mediocrity. And and I've joked about it before. It, it, the the monthly comic book and I love them. I buy comics every week, but the schedule of of comic books it kind of gears itself towards mediocrity. Sometimes it, you you know whenever there is a great comic that has that has been made because it, it it stands out. And it's just like TV, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like you know most TV is pretty is just kind of there. Yeah. Same thing with comics, and whenever something special comes out, people take note, and it's just because it's it's serialized entertainment. And I think Wednesday Comics is going to be kind of the best of the industry showcased, and I'm really excited. Yeah, Paul Pope's Adam Strange, Sex on Paper. <laughs> See, now I know you're a huge Pope fan, and I I I think it's well, I am on a diet. That that's so. as, as, as well, it's. I know you're looking forward to that. For me, even though I'm not a huge fan of Commandy, I can't say no to Ryan Sook. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. This, say, uh, if you had to pick, Vince, um, uh, Pope, Adam Strange, or uh, Ryan I know, right? It's like, he may not like Adam Strange. He loves Commandy, but he loves Paul Pope, and it's like, <laughs> damn. And luckily, I don't have to pick. That's right. You don't have to pick. You That's right. Get it all. Getting it all. But uh, back to Mocha. Yes, and we, we did have to hear Cameron go on about the mindless ones again and how great they are and how much they understand the work. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, no, he's awesome. We um, scooted by Mr. Dapper David Mazzucchelli, who's an incredibly nice. well-dressed man and handsome. Yeah. Had a, a, a nice line at his booth for the Estrus Polyp hardcover, which they had at the show. We did get to see advanced copies of the Vertigo Noir stuff. Ooh, yes. how's it look? Gorgeous. They're they're small, but yeah. you know what? I like the 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 size because it mm-hmm. it mimics a pulp. Yeah. Okay. It, lo- it looks like a little pulpy paperback. Which, which ones did you see? I think I think um, the we Azarello. Saw, one. Yeah, we saw the Azarello, and they okay. I think they also had the uh, Constantine one too. Sweet. Yeah, and they also had a copy of Jeff Lemire's The Nobody. Oh, yes. I look. Yes. Which, <laughs> no, no, sale. no, no, no. Just preview, preview. And, uh, I, you know, I didn't want to pick it up. Wait, wait, hold on. That means that they're printed? Yes. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Jeff? <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Actually, Je- Jeff sent me some really sweet uh, bookmarks for the Nobody and Sweet Tooth. And so I'm getting those at some of the Chicago uh, comic book store. So if you shop at Challengers or Dark Tower, and I'm going to run over to Chicago, uh, Chicago Comics as well. So if you shop at those stores in Chicago, you can go by and grab your uh, your Jeff Lemire bookmark. Well, throw a couple out the window because maybe the the winds will carry them over to the East Coast. There I was going to go. say, Jeff, uh, <laughs> thanks for hooking a brother out up on the East Coast. Uh, yeah. yeah, you don't hey, make see, don't I, make I, talent Chicago's feel bad. Closer to Canada. I was, I was instructed to to put some aside. Yeah, he actually. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Brother okay. comes out. 
you guys you guys have Jeff Lemire bookmarks set aside for you. Don't worry. <laughs> we taken care of you. Hey, real quick, uh, bef- while it's still on my mind, uh, just Vince Wait. mentioned how uh, Trinity just wrapped up. Yeah. Just wanted to say, um, although I, I, you know, I did, we haven't talked about it much, but I, I do want to say because we certainly know Mike pretty well, uh, and you know we don't know Bagley, but the dude is a freaking beast. I just want to say to to all that team that that did that, man, congratulations because regardless of what you think about the weekly series in general, or if you got tired of it, I've got to tell you, um, I took a look at a lot of those issues, even the ones I, I wasn't picking up uh, toward the end there, and and they were all looked great, and the fact that those guys were able to do that every week and put it out to such a high quality, it really is a testament that I hope they are proud of uh, because yeah. it's something they should be proud of for a long time to come. I mean, it, that could not have been an easy thing. So kudos to those guys. No. I bet you they were both proud and relieved when it was over because oh, yeah. th- that's got to be a marathon for a lot of those guys. They did a great mm-hmm. job. Trinity was a fun story. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to sitting down and kind of reading it in its entirety. It's uh, I I I enjoyed it. It was uh, it's a nice walk through the DCU. We have another email which touches whoa, on whoa, that, whoa, which, whoa, which whoa. we'll get to after. No, no, I'm saying we'll get to <laughs> after. I just want to make sure that I mention it. So, <laughs> and uh, back to the mocha. Step all over Vince. Nice. That's all right. Yeah. Who cares? Great time. We David and I hit a bunch of booths. Naturally, I dumped a bunch of money at the picture box booth. Picked up the new Matt Brinkman book. Cold Heat from Frank Santoro. Got a bunch of stuff. Got a little panner book. But David and I actually bought the same book. So we yes, can have we something to uh, meet our minds on in probably about a week or two. Yeah. The new NAMDA annual? No. It's, <laughs> it's NAMBLA. No, yeah. it's, uh, it's called The Moth Thanks or the Flame. Yes, because I am a, a member. It's, <laughs> it's called The Moth and the, or the Moth or the Flame by Joshua Ray. That's how we signed it, yeah. Yeah, but he's got a, a surname too, Joshua Ray Stevens. It's a little hardcover book, beautifully printed, nicely done. So David and I are going to talk about this in what, David? A couple weeks? Yeah. These these are books you savor. You, you can't just go in whole hog. Yeah, David yeah, asked you me. Know, David said, I, "On the Twitter, I said I'm going to talk about a couple Marvel things this week." And like David's like, "Oh yeah, because you didn't buy anything at Mocha." But <laughs> you, you know, those are the things that I don't like to rush. It, 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 it'll mm-hmm. really it'll take me three times or four times as long to read a comic from that's not mainstream because I and like I, to. It's like yeah, it's like skyscrapers of the Midwest. You don't right. sit down and read right. in an hour. And and something and I was flipping through this and and I mean it it may look I mean on the surface I don't even want to say it looks like a quick read but the detail Joshua put into this and and you know I don't know where it's going I don't know. Right. You know, you, you get an idea as to who everybody is early on, but the the art is I I love it. Just just to set the stage, it reminds me a lot of Mark Beer from Raw Magazine. Have you ever seen Amy and Jordan? Okay. The, do a little Google when you have time, just to uh, prepare you for the thing. But yeah, it's it's very indie. It's gorgeous, black and white. But uh, we don't want to tip our hand. So yeah, we had a great time. Walked around, spent a bunch of money and a bunch of hours in Mocha, talked to a lot of people, and then we had pizza and went shopping. It was a great day. Awesome. Yeah, you guys cool. went shopping. I got to talk to, uh, well, briefly, I spoke to Fred Van Lente and Ryan Dunleavy from oh, uh, right. Evil Twin Comics. Uh, so I got, my, uh, I got my three issues of comic book comics signed, and, and he, oh. had a, uh, he had a proof of uh, the fourth issue, which looks like it's going to talk about... Um, by the cover, it looks like there's going to be some Fantastic Four 
uh, talk, and uh, and there's also something in there about heavy metal. Um, Take a ride. I zone I to get those, dude. You do. You seriously do. <laughs> they are awesome. Uh, Block out a ten-hour uh, chunk of time for you to read them too, because there's a lot of stuff in those. Yes, every panel is packed. It's funny. I remember when that movie that, came that, out, boy. That was such a um, <laughs> as, a, as a young kid. That that movie was so like. It was, it was that movie you weren't supposed to see, and you couldn't wait to check to, to see it yep. on HBO oh, when your parents oh, turned around. They're working, yeah. on, they're working on a new one, you know. Kevin Eastman's mm-hmm. doing yes, a new one, yeah. and Jack Black is going to have a comedy segment in it. Oh, wow. So that should be... Oh, I love Jack Black. Yes. Uh, unwritten, number one, was given out in the uh, in the mocha bags. When in you the freebie, the, right. Uh, in the building. We picked up catalogs, these huge like portfolio tome-like books from uh, the, uh, the, vis- the School of Visual Arts. Gave them out free. This thing they is like 500 free. pages. It, it, it has light as a feather. Yeah, there, there are pages in there that are tipped in with with uh, stickers. There's actually stickers in in this book. There's photography, cartooning, comic book art. It's awesome, and they were giving is them it, away. Is it from graduates or or students? I think both. Okay, I stopped by with 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 Vince and the girls and and Marty. Stopped. We stopped by the top shelf booth, and I. Uh, I picked up the first two volumes of Corgi by Christian Slade for mm-hmm. Renee and uh and two Owly books also yeah. for Renee. So she had so so she ended up getting something to read. But uh it was. It was it was a long day, it was a good day. And uh and, and I got to see Vince. Yeah. Sounds oh, like and, the and, uh, perfect one day convention. It is. Like, you can do it yeah. all in a day, right? Right. Well yeah. They're, 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 I really wanted us to uh, see the Gary Panner, Frank Santoro panel yeah. that they did, but that was on Sunday. But if you want to listen to the audio from that, I put a link up on our forum, forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or just plain old 11oclockcomics.com. It'll take you to the Comics Comics site that uh, Dan Nadell does uh, with, from PictureBox. You can listen to the entire audio of that event. It is awesome. Please listen to it. Gary and Frank go into the headbutt between fine art and comics, and Gary is a monster on the microphone. He he's he's very stream of consciousness. He goes into these he lapses into these characters at times. Uh, he talks about Maplethorpe, all these artists that border on the on the verge of of comics and fine art. It's awesome. Don't post in the look at uh, shots from the Iron Man two thread. Go into this and listen to this uh, this audio because it's. it's <laughs> It's vital. Or, I, I, w- I was a little bit but, but disturbed. But they shoes. I know. Shoes, by all means, go into the Iron Man thread because there we don't play favorites in the forums, people. No, we don't. But I was kind of not disturbed, but I was a little bit let down that I put this, what I thought was this incredibly informative, vital piece of audio, and everybody's like, yeah, look at Mickey Rourke. So I was oh, come on, guys. You know, pass Vince, up the French fries Vince. once in a while and have the filet mignon. They're comic book fans. Don't I know. Ever, don't as ever, are we. Don't ever under underestimate comic book fans' ability to disappoint. Well, Oof. yeah, and you. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good because we love everyone on our forum. I know. Yeah. We have it, a. It's people. it's a great time. We have a bunch of new dudes. It's it's rocking. We do. We do. It's, it's been a lot of fun, actually. Not that you three would know, but it's been fun. No, I'm there. I post all over the place. I just don't post in the threads that you go into. I only post about baseball, which is yeah, kind of kind of true. You know, it's part joke, but you do. You always find the baseball 
analogy in a lot of things. That was awesome. That yeah, was, that was good. good. So yeah. let's let's give our, our it was form good until some. Pete Rose got brought up into the conversation because yeah. he shouldn't be. But hi, I'm Chris, and I'm crazy about Walking Dead. Fun for the whole family. Peace. Yeah. So let's let's <laughs> give our forum some fodder for discussion by actually talking about freaking comic books here. Wow. Go figure. Hey, I. You guys went to Mocha. I did something cool last weekend. Mm. Oh, you went to the... You, That's you, right. Uh, you drank with Neil Gaiman. Huh? Well, I didn't drink yeah. with Neil Gaiman. I went See, I stepped to, um, on you for a change. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I, I, I just very quickly, I wanted to say that uh, the Printer's Row book fair was a lot of fun. And yes, we got to see Neil Gaiman uh, in... Uh, I, I don't even want... It, it's not even like a panel. It was just a, a discussion. Not even a... He, they gave him an award for being a outstanding children's author or something like that. He did a reading from Graveyard Book, which is fantastic if you have not read the Graveyard Book. And he just talked about the writing process and and just uh, what it was like for him to to be a writer. It, it was fantastic. He is such a charming, smart guy that I could honestly, I could listen to Neil Gaiman talk for hours and hours and hours and hours because he is just an incredibly engaging and charming guy so that was that was very cool um on the, did on you the ask top, him which one of the uh, 52 earths morpheus is on no i didn't not oh, i didn't okay. I, that'd be really cool did, well that was <laughs> that, that was that was the bummer is that um uh he he had a very nice talk and then they had a question and answer session which was like Five minutes, so it was like four questions, and so I didn't, uh, I didn't have uh, a chance to to ask him a question. But after that, uh, I was there with uh, with John Suntress, which um, was was a lot of fun to go to something like that with John. And uh, so we were walking around, and we went to the Chip Kid Ivan Brunetti. Um, oh. I keep wanting to call it panel, but it's not a panel; it's just kind of a question and answer and just uh just a talk and mm-hmm. uh chip kid is for me um just he, he's an inspiration because he is a fantastic designer and i'm a designer by day and a comic book fan you know the rest of the time and and chip kid is is an amazing art director and a pretty fantastic comic book fan uh, himself and so that was very cool to uh uh, to be there, why he and Ivan Brunetti were talking, and uh, you know, Ivan in- is a Chicagoan, and he teaches at uh, Columbia, I think, here in Chicago. So, that's um, I- Ivan I- is a is a monster. I love his stuff. Oh, Ivan's I'm not great. familiar with his stuff. What does he do? I don't know. Ivan Brunetti, uh, tell him. Um, he he's a, he's a pretty fantastic cartoonist in his own right, but mm-hmm. he's he's really. Uh, I, I don't want to say if he's like kind of like you know Mark Evanier like in his. Uh, approaching you know the medium as as an educator i mean he is a teacher he's done two volumes of uh of something called the anthology of graphic fiction and it's uh volumes one and, and volumes two and it, it's basically looks at i don't want to say just underground but it really it really does look at independent comics and the best of of cartooning and and the strips that are out there today and they're two amazing volumes and he um is the editor 
on that, I believe. And mm-hmm. you, know, you would say author, but I mean, he presents a lot of people's work. So if you're looking for not just the up and comers in the uh, um, small press, independent, and alternative comics, whatever, whatever the hell that means, if you're looking at at the kind of up and comers of American cartoonists and and also the people that you know are have been around for a while ivan really has a passion for that and these are these are absolutely beautiful books that are also very educational i mean if you want to know more and learn more about cartooning and especially american cartoonist and that is a wide subject i mean that's not just you know, mini comics or single strip guys. It's cartoonist as, you know, I think that's that's the the biggest compliment that you can give to to a comic book creator is to call them a a, a wonderful cartoonist. Ivan Ivan teaches that and these books um, are are amazing resources to uh, to really learn about the medium. So um, yeah, I, Ivan Ivan is a very neat guy, and you know I, I keep kicking myself because he he lives in Chicago. He teaches at Columbia. We've never had him on around comics, and um, I I every time I think about him, well, I need to call Ivan and get him to drop by. Um, but it's almost it's almost intimidating. Not that he, I mean he's not an intimidating guy at all. He's he's very friendly and and very um, um, very easy to talk to, but he knows so much about cartooning and the history of comics that you could sound like an idiot really quickly talking to him. And his comic Schizo is like the cat's patootie. It's really good. Oh, yeah. You could, yeah. yeah, really good. Yeah. He well, sounds like know, a cool you know, guy, even though he went to Columbia. I won't hold that against him. Well, no, he, <laughs> he, he teaches at Columbia here in Chicago. Um, oh, okay. okay. That, yeah, the, the Chicago Columbia, different Columbia. So, Got you it. East Coast snob, you. Um, <laughs> the, the, you know, the old saying, uh, those who can do, those who can't teach, mm-hmm. that does not apply to Ivan Brunetti. Because Definitely he, not. Because he's he done can, it. And, yes, yeah. he, he yeah, he does do it, and mm-hmm. um, he can, and he does, and he does teach, and yeah. So, um, so anyway, that was uh, my my printer's row book fair uh, was awesome because I got to I got to meet Chip Kid and and uh, reacquaint myself with I am Ivan Brunetti and hear Neil Gaiman. I missed out on Harvey P. Carr though, which I was oh proud of. no, yeah, it was just it was getting late in the day and and uh, it was yeah, I know I should have stuck around. I could have heard Harvey talk about how much he hates his life or why <laughs> worry, worry about yeah. his kids yeah. Yeah. But, you know you but, you brought up chip kid there's a lot of gary panner and chip kid um that yeah. that whole graphic verite that he uses where he he uses moray as a design tool and he's he, he he doesn't care about the condition of the material that he presents in his books like He'll he'll put old comics where the paper's all brown and torn. He uses that as a design element. Did you take a look at the um, Awesomer too? The Awesome Anthology too? Was that there? No, yes, I, I did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't look at it. Yeah, it's it's not this. I don't think it's the same size as the original one. I think it's smaller, mm-hmm. but uh, it it looks really cool. Yeah. By that time, uh, by the time I ran into Charlito, and Mr. Phil's booth, I had blown pretty much my budget. So. I, I'll probably that, order that, it somewhere that's, else. That's top shelf that puts that out, right? This one they did. The, the first one wasn't. The first one actually was put out by um, 
by Ryan Dunleavy and uh, and his partner. That uh, what, what Evil Twin uh, Comics? Yeah, Evil Twin. Um, his partner, Fred 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 Van, Van Lanty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was blanking, but but uh, no, the, that's they put that one out, and then uh, Top Shelf did this one. Yeah, you see who did the cover? Um, yeah, it's um, uh, Jeff Smith, right? Yeah, Jeff Smith yeah. did the cover. Cool. That's a cool. That's what that yeah. is. And, oh, Charlito. Uh, yeah, I, I, Jeff I forgot. Uh, PR person contacted Charlito and uh, Dude, and said, "Chris is going to hey, punch you, you in the face." No, 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 <laughs> no, no that's fine. That's fine. I was sorry. I was, ba- I, was back, I was backtracking. I I forgot to. I also saw um, Chris Ware, which was cool. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, but I mean, he's he's a Chicago one, so it's not a it's not a, a super. Oh, it's, not a, it's not a big thing. No, it's no. not. A, well, I mean, it's a big thing, but it's it's not a super weird occurrence that he would be at the printer <sighs> fair. So, but yeah, he's good. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little something. A little something. But Jason, what were you saying now? No, I was just going to say that I uh, actually at the Wild Pig, I was talking to Charlito about the Jeff Smith thing because he had just found out they were going to use it as the cover, and I guess. Um, when they when they interviewed Jeff, Jeff came to Charlito's apartment and did a uh, an episode of their show. So if if anybody's Jeff Smith fan, you should go back and uh, check out the Indie Spinnerack episode. It's great. They just basically sit around and talk for like two three hours. It's awesome. But uh, but I guess he contacted them um, when he heard that they were you know doing Awesome or Two and asked if there was anything he could do to help. Believe it or not. And, nice. Um, he you know they said well we'd be happy to any you know anything you 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 would you could do for us would be awesome. You know we'd be appreciative. So. He sent them that piece of original art and said, "Do with it with whatever you want." So he called Charlie to called him and said, "Well, would you could use it as the cover?" And he said, "Whatever you want to do with it." So, hello, cover. What happened at eleven o'clockers? It's Haas. Just want to say hi. Also, if you're not reading it, read Gotland. Awesome book, Vince. I know you love it. You'd probably fuck it if you could. I don't think you'll go that far. Anyway, read Gotland. It's a good read. Cool backup stories by Mark Wade. And that's it. Later, guys. What's up, snitches? I'm sorry, that's my wood impression. Um, it's Haas. Just wanted to say hi again. I'm glad you guys are listening to Sidebar. It's a great podcast, and they have great guests. And just keep listening to it. I'm sure they appreciate it, and tell everyone about Sidebar. Yeah, that's about it. Late 11 o'clockers. What's up, 11 o'clockers? It's Haas. Just picked up my comics from my local LCS. On my way to my LCS, I was blasting. What was I blasting? Oh, yeah, that's right. I was blasting the Japanese version of Power Rangers theme songs. It don't get no geekier than that. Also, I just wanted to say thanks for the recommendations. Or should I say thanks? I spent like 120 at my local comic shop because of books you guys enjoy and read. Damn you. Damn me the heck. And I wanted to cut down. Urgh. Well, that's about it. I'll check you fellas later, and look forward to listening to the current podcast. Later. So back to the giving the Forumites fodder for discussion. Let's talk about some comics. What did we read? Who's going to go? Who's gonna, who wants to start us off? Well, I, w- I want to shock David. I got something I want to talk about. Ah, uh, suck a duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know how how we've been going on and on about a certain series, and damn, it's it's just destroying the title, and we'd never read it. And in the interest of putting my money where my mouth is, because mm-hmm. I like to be informed. How about, about that? Uh, yes, I'll talk about. Uh, so, in the effort of uh, research, let's call it, I read Miller and Hitch's oh. Fantastic Four. Oh, 
snap! <laughs> <laughs> Sweet! Yes, I, I did. did not I, coming. I, I got the first hardcover, which is called World's Greatest, for 10 bucks in a package deal at a local bookshop. I couldn't pass wow, it up. There's truth in advertising right there. It, well, you know, I have to be honest. It's not the most fantastic four story I've ever read, but it's not all that bad either. Okay. I agree with you. This volume contains two arcs. The world's greatest arc, which was uh, appeared in issues 554 to 557, and the second four come from the Death of the Invisible Girl story, which was presented in 558 to 561. Both of these stories interlock. Like, if you read the first four and stopped, you would be missing out on half of the story. Mm-hmm. Because and, and I, which makes me wonder if the next. I think they're going to be on it for sixteen issues, right? Or is it just twelve issues? Well, this arc that just started, the uh, Masters of Doom, is the last arc for them. Okay, so they're going to be on it for twelve issues. Yeah. So each each arc leads into the next. There's a crucial part of yes. the first, which which has bearing on the second. Which I'm assuming, judging by the person involved in the second arc. And his appearance in the third has has bearing on that. So it's really it's pretty cleverly constructed. Uh, this woman from Reed's past shows up. Her name is Alyssa Moy. Mm-hmm. He was she she was a one time love interest of Reed's, and oddly enough, his equal in terms of uh, brain power. Mm. And uh, she shows up with a proposition, uh, claiming that the Earth is doomed, and she and her husband Ted Castle are members of this group, this shadow organization called the Earth Trust. And what they have done is they have pooled their, their, their massive resources and created an extra-dimensional Earth called New World, which is this planetary lifeboat designed to save the lives of our Earth's inhabitants pending the eventual destruction of our planet. They don't really say why, right, Jason? They just say Earth is doomed by, you know, it's eventual, it's going to happen within the next 10, 20 years, Earth's going down the tubes, here's our way out, we created this planet, would you like to help us? Well, they, they explain it in the second arc, but they don't explain it. You're, is that what you're saying? Because they do explain it in the Invisible Woman part. Well, that Earth is not... Well, let's get into that when we get into yeah. that. Okay, so uh, in order to protect this planet, they've created this giant indestructible robot called CAP which stands for Conserve and Protect, which just so happens to be garbed in the red, white, and blue of Captain America. Kind of hokey, but it leads into something cool. And, and they also have this supreme intelligence-like planetary AI called the World Bank, which tends to the economic well-being of the planet. Wish we had that now. But, uh, so, so they've installed all these, these safeguards to, to protect the, the uh, financial and physical well-being of these people. They, it seems like they've, they've thought of everything except the cap robot escapes and goes buku nuts on... Uh, see, he has this very strong dislike for anything resembling a soldier which is built into his programming, anyone with a gun is a threat because there are no guns on this planet, no weapons at all. It's, it, it's utopia, or at least that was the plan when they designed it. So the robot goes crazy, um, and it takes the combined might of... Well, it doesn't take. They actually fail. The combined might of the Avengers, the new Avengers, and the X-Men get brought down by this robot. 
<laughs> so so wait, so how the Avengers and Mighty Avengers decided to bury their differences and team up just to fight this robot, that's not addressed in this. One of my but, many problems, but go on. <laughs> yeah, we'll just just I mean we just take that as Keep as going. as a given. They they failed. So uh, Reed saves the day. I won't get into the the way he saves the day, but it's pretty damn cool and it's it's very much in keeping with the personality of Mr. Fantastic. So I I I enjoyed that part. I thought it was really good. Uh some of the backs, some of the little sub stories or the the uh subplots in the first arc, Johnny fronts a rock band and mm-hmm. falls into <laughs> lust with this, this superpowered this, this, bank ro- Huh? Does the uh, reality show start in this arc, or does that come later? Well, mm, yeah. I mean, he fronts I, the rock I, band, but is it part of the reality show thing? No. Or am I jumping ahead? Okay, sorry. So, you may be jumping ahead, because <laughs> I, I don't remember any of that. But he fronts a rock band, falls into lust with this superpowered bank robber named Psionics. Band gets a new girlfriend, uh, a school teacher named Debbie, which is really neat for Ben. Go, Ben. Yeah, uh, I got an issue with that, but go ahead. <laughs> But, I mean, it's great that Ben gets a girl and all, but he's a freaking rock, dude. I mean... What, you can't love somebody for their personality? It's beauty's on the inside, dude. Yeah. yeah okay. What, we'll, we'll, all right. Whatever. Go so, ahead. Uh, maybe he's a freak in the bed. I don't know. Maybe she likes the ridges. So, Sue she initiates... Fisting, <laughs> <laughs> Susie initiates this charitable all superheroine group with She-Hulk and the Wasp. So in the end we have this new earth, Reed saves the day. What's going to happen in the second arc? We are told why Johnny's girlfriend has been robbing all these banks. It's because she is the daughter of a member of the New Defenders, the last surviving heroes of Earth in a future t- our future Earth, these guys are the last surviving heroes. All the politicians and the, the, blind, the stinking rich uh, people fled the planet, leaving all the, the commoners to die. Some superheroes <laughs> stayed by, stayed back. The, the new defenders are a group consisting of Light Ray, which is this flaming-headed flying being. Psionics is his daughter. There's a mysterious hooded man, which I'm not going to spill the beans on, but... <laughs> We, you can pretty much guess who it is, uh, judging by Marvel's output. Um, exactly. <laughs> there, there's a there's a dude called uh, by the name of Robert Bruce Banner, the last surviving uh, member of the Banner Clan, who oddly enough resembles resembles the Hulk during his Pantheon <laughs> days. Very cool. Uh, telepath called Natalie X and Alex Ultron, the sixteenth permutation of Hank Pym's infamous creation pretty cool i got to give miller credit for this this group was neat and to and to call them the defenders was also very cool they kidnapped johnny and they kidnapped dr doom why to use them as a power source for their time machine to take all the stragglers on this future earth and bring them back to our earth there's a crucial element in in their plans though and that is galactus seems that the uh, majority of these heroes of this future Earth gave their lives to bring down Galactus so they can use him as a power source to, to uh, ignite this time machine to bring all these people back. Kind of neat, but I have one thing to beg Marvel writers to stop doing, and it's to stop using Galactus as a frickin' battery. Yes, it's unbecoming, it, it, it's, and it's a little damn sad. You know that that 
Uh, it is. It's so all, you have this. It's all as opposed to using Doctor Doom and Human Torch randomly as the batteries. Well, no. I mean, come on, Galactus, cosmic being. He, he's. Well, no. I'm saying. Okay. Good. No, you go ahead. I'm just saying. I, I guess. Go ahead. That's no, fine. I, I don't like to see Galen get chumped. He's Galactus, for God's sake. <laughs> Once in Annihilation, very cool. Come on, stop using Galactus as a battery. Um, it's like the anti-monitor, so, right? He's been, like, now he's yeah. the black... He's the no, black come on, come on. Don't be, don't be comparing Galactus to the anti-monitor. Why not? Yeah, because cause Galactus is cool. Because it's, because it's Galactus. <laughs> Wait a second. And he's been seen more than twice in 25 years. Yes. Well, anti-monitor's been... Well, sure, but Anti-Monitor's had a much more significant role in the DC Universe than Galactus ever has. No. Uh, no. Yes. No. Uh, no. Galact- Anti-Monitor is directly responsible for the crisis, which is, by any measure, the most significant thing to happen to DC in the last 30 years. Yeah, but Galactus is awesome. Yeah, but I mean, Gla- uh, Anti-Monitor does, but- is also kind of responsible for Superboy Prime, too. Well, and he's also going to be responsible for the Black Lanterns. He's the Black Power Battery. Well, you know, that's kind of... <laughs> Oh, okay. He is. He's the power no, battery. Okay. He's their power okay. battery. J- 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 Spoiler. I, I agree, I agree <laughs> with wow, you. Wow, it's like I'm on Twitter. I, I, I agree <laughs> with you, but my contention would be that the anti-monitor has always felt like a plot device to me instead of a character. I can see that, yeah. I'll give you that's that. A, Although I don't know if you've point. ever gotten a real in-depth look at Galactus as a character. He's pretty much also a... Uh, sure, we, yeah, we have. John Brown uh, spent yeah. a lot of time on Black, did, did you not read the Mark Wade run? Of course I did. Well, there you go. There's not a Marvel mainstream comic I haven't read in the last 30 years, practically, but I'm saying... Oh, big dick. Gal- look at it. Galactus is basically the big cosmic threat of the day. It's like, oh, let's bring in a cosmic threat that we can defeat. He used to be. I mean, they've 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 changed the character up a little bit. That's true. They turned him into a big giant storm of bugs in uh, in the Ultimate Universe. Uh, no, but look yeah. at the the. Uh, and I'll I'll throw a, f- a French word out of there. Look at the impetus of the character. What, what it the Galactus? <laughs> oh God, no, you I did. I went there. Galact Galactus needs. Galactus needs to... F- I probably pronounced it wrong. Galactus needs to feed. He's not only a being. He's also a force of nature at this point. The anti-monitor's still just a villain, in my mind. I don't even see the anti-monitor, the anti-monitor as a villain. It just—it doesn't even seem like a character. It just kind of seems like this thing, you know. It's—it's—it's it's, it's just a—it's kind of like a do-all plot device. What it is, what Galactus originally was, and Galactus seems to have become more of a character over more human a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's humanized. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's. Uh, um, you have you have sympathy for Galactus. There's never been any sort of sympathy for right. the Anti Monitor. It's almost like evil incarnate. And, um, and Galactus, so, but, but he he, he still has human emotions to a certain extent, though, because he wouldn't resent Silver Surfer and some of the other heralds for leaving him if he didn't have human sure. emotion. He wouldn't but care. I, but I absolutely agree with Jason that the Anti-Monitor is the centerpiece of probably the single most important event in in the DC Universe in the last 30 years. Anti-Monitor was in John Byrne's Superman? No. John Byrne's Superman wouldn't have happened without Crisis. Hey. I just started laughing my ass off when I heard uh, the guy who was making fun of the guy who was calling everybody assholes. 
Oh my God, that guy was brilliant. <sighs> Can't believe how great that was. Back to Fantastic Four. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, back to Fantastic Four. Right. So, and uh, as you can probably tell where this is going. We have a new Earth created for this, the sake of uh, the survivors of our Earth. We have a doomed future Earth with a bunch of survivors that have nowhere to go. So, do the math. Uh, Franklin and Valeria get a new nanny in Mrs. Tabitha Deneuve, another French word, who may not be exactly what she seems. I thought that part of the story was very cool on Miller's part. Uh, Valeria exhibits incredibly mm, gifted powers of intellect, but it's keeping it secret from her parents. Always knew she had something. And like I said, Alyssa discovers that the actions of her husband and the members of the Earth Trust are not exactly altruistic. So you got Doctor Doom, you got Galactus, you got this new group of new defenders. It's it's the formula that Miller uses a lot, like Jeff Loeb, where they just throw all these new concepts at you with these new characters. But in in, in the case of this Fantastic Four, I thought it worked kind of well. Jason? Well, I think we should let David have the floor. I mean, no, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, to be honest with you, was not a fan of the first arc at all. Um, but being the uh, dumb fanboy that I am, I can't stop buying Fantastic Four. So I did keep reading it, and as I mentioned a few weeks ago, I was glad that I did because I thought that the second part of the arc went from not loving it to okay, and then the last uh, two-part arc, which was a follow-on to this, which is about, uh, it's actually a little Christmas tale that takes place in Scotland, I thought was terrific. Um, And I thought 565 was the best issue of the run by far. It was amazing. Um, I thought there were cool elements. I mean, I I think you, you said it right, Vince, when you started. I don't it's it's not the worst Fantastic Four I've ever read for sure, but I definitely don't think it deserves to be considered up in you know the best stuff either. I mean, it's just it's mediocre Fantastic Four. Um, right, it doesn't I, have to be the best. Yeah, uh, someone's dropping their mic, I guess. Oh, but wow. uh, all right, probably right, that was me. That was me. Oh, um, I yeah, I mean, David. Look, I, I would say, as I yeah, mentioned, I, I I didn't like the first arc, and I thought, oh boy, here we go. Um, I Miller, I don't have a. I do not have anywhere near the distaste for Miller in general that I do Jeff Loeb. So, I mean, this is another case of to each his own. You know, he, he made – I think part of the reason I was put off is that, you know, I, like David, really was enjoying what McDuffie was doing. So I didn't want to see him go. Um, and then I really felt like Miller was kind of a dick when he took over because, you know, he, he told everybody that wanted to listen that, you know, he was brought on board to – put Fantastic Four back at the top selling, you know, as the top selling Marvel book and, 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 you know, bring it back to its flagship status. And yet, you know, sales aren't going up there, Mark. So I I don't think this is the story to do it. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but at the end of the day, um, I do think it's gotten better as it's gone on. Um, the last few issues have been good enough to the point where I frankly wouldn't mind him staying on had, had I not been excited about John Hickman, because I, I do think he's, He's starting to find his voice, and uh, you know, hey, it's it's. There are definitely I, I read worse comics each month than, than than that, and I certainly read better ones. I'll put right. it that way. You know, I have to agree with you. If I bought these in singles, I don't think I would make it past the first four. But mm-hmm. because I bought eight all in one shot in this hardcover, I had no no recourse. I had to read them all, and it definitely does improve with each issue. Mm-hmm. And but I will say. I think Hitch's panels are too damn big. I, I think, and it may be from Miller's direction, but I think the first four issues could have been done in two. 
Uh, to, no question. Yeah. yeah, to be to be honest, and so so these eight issues could have been condensed to four, maybe five issues, where I think it would have been more streamlined. It would have read like an old Silver Age Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. maybe recapture some of that. Holy crap! Look at all this stuff that's going on. Right. And, and uh, yeah, I think that would have worked better. But there was one character moment with Sue that just did not ring true to me. And and I and it's the the one part that just ripped my ass right out of the story. The section where she and Reed are surveying the damage caused by Light Ray and the Human Torch's fight, and the uh, police officer says, "Thank goodness no one was hurt. It just seems to be all property damage. We we can we can rest assured in the fact that no innocent people were were harmed." And and Sue goes, "Well, what about Johnny?" And she makes the policeman feel like a dick. And, the, and the, the hitch makes a point of showing the the policeman's dismayed face, like, "Oh, geez, I should keep my mouth shut." But even though Sue may have thought that, she would never have said that to the cop. Never. That's not Susie. She may, have, like I said, she that that may have been what was going through her mind. But I don't think she would make a person that she's uh, sworn to protect feel like a dork because mm-hmm. of of her feelings so yeah that's just the one part that was kind of mm, that's not Susie, but for the majority of it he has the voices down i think don't well, you um yeah i mean i guess i i don't know i mean there it, there it's just hit and miss you know because as as you're as you were recapping those first two arcs I, I was beginning to get fired up at the things i didn't like or thought were stupid but then if i kind of t- take a step back there are things about it in the overall story I, I i enjoyed it well enough so i i don't know i I just think he he makes choices that are kind of mon miller's one of those guys kind of like a chuck dixon or and i guess jeff Loeb to at least in my mind where you know if you start really focusing all the little details he loses me quick and i start the fanboy in me starts going you know this doesn't make any sense there's too many plot holes. But if you kind of just read it for what it is, maybe it does read better in a trade. Does he tell an entertaining story that has a beginning, middle, and end? Usually. And I think that's what he's doing here. So yeah. I will say, Vince, though, if you are interested, it sounds like you kind of dug on those those heroes from the future. Right. Well, the mini that either just wrapped up or is ongoing right now, the Fantastic Force, mm-hmm. that's what the, those characters are the Fantastic Force. I think that's on issue two. And I'll probably yeah, so, pick that up in trade. Just, just so I can flesh out the story a little bit more but the just the way the story is presented jack used to do these giant two-page spreads in fantastic four just to paint the picture and then he would go back to the standard six nine panel grid whatever whatever he found appropriate i think there's too much space in 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 this series there's things that are too drawn out for the sake of uh spectacle i i think miller needs to drop the Michael Bay approach where it's just too overblown, too big. You you can present the same information more concisely and still wow the reader. You, you don't need to show Johnny and this light ray fighting for four, five, six pages. Condense it. Just give us the meat. Don't don't give us the uh, you know the meat and the potatoes because it, it it just there's too much time between the first and second courses. You want to just Dig in, you know. That's just my take on it. Again, I I didn't hate it. I I I, Jim, I fully really hungry. I fully expected to hate it going in, based on what I've heard, based on David's opinion of it. But never go by that. No, I always do because you know you're you're a pretty good barometer. You, you, Definitely, we like a lot of the same things. 
but uh, not exactly the most despicable Fantastic Four. I, I also have a problem with a, a lot of the way Hitch poses his characters. A lot of it looks l- really stiff. And, and the facial expressions looks like he was standing somewhere off panel with a camera saying, hello, like mug for the camera. It's the, the expressions look forced in a lot of things. Like there's one panel where Alyssa Moy is hugging Reed and the face on her. It's just like, yeah, you know, we're looking at you. You know, it, it's, it's definitely a lot of it is not natural. It, mm-hmm. it, it looks a little forced to me, but it, it, it works well enough. I think David, let's hear your take on it. Come on. Damn. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't gone. I'm going to have to reread this at a later date, and 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 I may be wrong about. I remember what was it, Johnny's manager or agent? The whole yeah, bad thing. I mean, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. So I'm misremembering. Maybe there's no reality show at all. But they they were on Letterman. No, that's not what I'm thinking. Okay, okay. So it's it's so anyway. So there was definitely somebody calling the shots for Johnny or telling him that Johnny had to live with the band or something like that. I may be just misremembering things, but I'm going to have to reread this at a later date because it's it's post-Civil War. Superhero Registration Act is going on. Like you said, you have the New Avengers, the Mighty Avengers, sides that are at odds are working together to take down Cap. No rhyme or reason. Cap destroys the entire Marvel Universe just because he can. And it's things like that that just take me out of the story see um, believe it or not as as much as i love comics independence or otherwise i i am big on capes and cows i love superheroes and i'm also a fan of continuity and for this to be happening at the time which was the present marvel continuity it just it completely just soured me and and yeah i mean of course we wanted mcduffie to stay on and 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 we know mcduffie was only there to 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 just be put in place before miller before he could get started on this series and i'm not feeling hitch's art i don't like and this is all personal i don't like the new costumes i don't like Susie's look i don't like reed looking older than my grandfather i don't (laughs) i his thing isn't bad. I, I'm, I'm, you know, Johnny's immature. Johnny is is who Johnny is. I mean, we 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 were shown how childish Johnny could be in the two-parter from Amazing Spider-Man when they were in the Macroverse, and there were some things that I think Miller got maybe not right, but he got close to right. There, there were some things that weren't bad. It's it, it's not me not liking Miller like like the way Jason doesn't like Loeb. I, I was like, I was going to try it. I did try it. I was on for the first few issues, but there were just things going on in there with, with the whole Alyssa Moy thing. And and, uh, and it wasn't even, it didn't even feel like a subtle addition to Reed's past. It was like he, he took Alyssa Moy and he just wanted to make sure you knew who she was and he put her in Reed's past and, and pounded her into place with... with with a huge mallet and he's just like this is who he was in love with in, in college just just accept it and there were just yeah, but, things that i just couldn't yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't something that i could but I, I don't i don't think the writer should be a slave to continuity in order to and that's fine no i know you're right and and th- that's what i'm saying though a lot of this is just my personal perfect i'm not saying oh, okay, that right. i am by no means a fantastic four expert i'm not an authority on the characters i i can't say that you know however Jack and Stan and Byrne and Simonson and DeFalco and, and, and Ryan and everybody else who came before 
then that's that's the only way it could be, and you can't try to fit something in. I mean, of course you can. We we're going to have many more years of these characters around. We have to know that we we haven't been told everything about their past. But right. one I, must one must assume that the story goes on between issues. Absolutely, See, there you go. going on between panels that yeah. uh, that we're not aware of. So a lot of boot knocking. That's true. Reads a pimp. I, he is. Yeah, yeah. People like the big brain. And I, the, the thing I immediately noticed about this series that I assumed would turn you off is that there's a boatload of anchors on this thing. Yeah, but hey, Cam Kennedy's one of them. Brian Hitch, Paul Neary, Andrew Curry, Matt Banning, and Cam Smith. Yes, Smith, that was it. Thank yeah, you. that's a lot of anchors. But it, it, to their credit, the story, I mean, the art doesn't look that different from issue to issue. I wasn't. No, you're right. You could definitely tell it's a Hitch book. It, it, I wasn't. I wasn't really feeling the whole uh, borderless panels because a lot of. It oh, I kind of like, like that though. I, I, I know you would, and 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 I know a lot of people do, but it was just it, it didn't look unfinished to me or rushed. But like you said, with, with with Miller and and you know things could have been condensed or things that need to be yeah. out. It was just like I'm Mark Miller, and this is the Fantastic Four story I'm telling, and. You'll live with it and like it. And I didn't. I just, and, and this is all, like I said, this is a personal preference. There wasn't anything. <laughs> I'm sure there isn't anything that's, you know, you, you can look at it and it could be fine comic book storytelling 101. And there's, you know, you could use this to teach a class and more comics could be told this way. But I just, I, I wasn't feeling the story, wasn't feeling the characters. And that's a, you know, okay. You know, you know who I'd like to see take over Fantastic Four? Who? Jeff Lewis. Who, Ellis? Bendis. <laughs> oh, Bendis. I thought Bendis. you said Ellis. I think Bendis would do a, actually a really nice job on that book because it needs it needs a lot of dialogue, but it needs it needs some some kind of you know, crazy concept stuff. And I th- mm-hmm. I think that's actually it, it's a team, but it's not too big of a team. Sometimes I think that Bendis gets overwhelmed by. Um, or his style gets overwhelmed by the amount of characters in the Avengers and, and the scope of some of the stories that he tries to tackle. And I think the Fantastic Four is a small enough team that it's it's almost like a solo book, but it's it's not. I think he would actually do a pretty good job with that book. It would be maybe different because I think that FF always needs to have um, a very um, cosmic feel to it that's when it's always the best is whenever they're uh, i think johnny even said it uh, whenever they're having um uh donuts and coffee in space you know it's or something like that so i don't know if he has a real a real good grasp on cosmic stuff he's he's been better at street level but right. I, I think from a from a um, dialogue and, and and pacing standpoint i think that bendis could do a nice job with ff yeah there's there's some neat concepts in this too like reed gives sue a ring with a micro galaxy embedded in the the the, the whatever what looks like the a gem. You, you could write a whole series on that. Just this the the characters in this universe residing in a ring on Sue's finger. That would be very neat. I would buy that. Take some fucking ego. And gave my wife a universe. Come on. <laughs> He's the man. Read, reads the dude. Yeah. But anyway, in a nutshell, I have to say I enjoyed it. Sorry, David. And I probably oh because I just I have to you know you're my buddy I gotta play case. I'm glad. So I'm going to so, so now because of you, I am not. No, you're not the bad guy. I'm not. No, but I'm not. I'm not going to 
flat out dismiss it and check it out again once Hickman gets his feet wet. Uh. I will. I'll. I'll. I'll go back to it. I've had enough people say that it's you know you and and Jason with the whole mm-hmm. damn thread. And I mean you know I'll I'll go back to it when I'm ready when 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 I'm not feeling so violated and I'll 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 check it out. Then. <laughs> this is Ronald Reagan, aka Max Headroom, aka Brian Hancock, on Larry Martyr's Bean World Wahoo Zuma. Volume 1 from Dark Horse Comics. I uh, picked it up at a request of Vince B., who's one of the hosts of the 11 O'Clock Comics. I read it. I read the first few chapters. It was utter crap. I put it down for a month. I picked it up to start reading again, and it was amazing. It's a wonderful book. I, I don't I don't quite understand why what what happened. It's like uh floating in that chow or whatever. Maybe everything came in through my feet. But uh Vince B is right. Bean World's Wahoo Lazuma a most peculiar comic book experience does deserve to be on the same uh shelf as uh, Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen, and anything else uh, you can think of. Uh, Thanks, Vince. Have a great night. And I wish I had something more creepy to say, but uh, sorry. Please forgive me. I like beer. I do like beer. Enjoy your beer. Thanks. Bye. Fantastic Four is is to, to Marvel what Wonder Woman is to DC for me. I want to like it. I try <laughs> to like it. I should like it. And mm-hmm. it always bores the fuck out of me. Well, you That's, should really be know. reading the greatest comic book in the history of the medium. You should be reading it. Actually, anyway, should. how about we uh, oh. move on to something else? <laughs> what else? Yeah. What, 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 what Let's else spend 20 more minutes talking about what we don't like about Fantastic Four for the last 20 years. There you go. I, I'm, I, I'm not going to touch that. So who's got something? <laughs> Chris, you haven't been talking much. Let's hear, hear from you. Um, I got something in the mail this week that is very, very cool. The what creator is, sent you something now? Um, Titan Books oh, sent yeah. us a copy of the best of Simon and Kirby. And Ooh. it is really really neat. Uh, Vince it is touching himself right now inappropriately. I saw it at the uh, Mocha Show. If you if you want to see, uh, I'm trying to um, think the size here. Well, it might even be a little bit bigger than the EC archives. Um, the, Looks the, pretty it's, big. It's big. It's like the uh, what the Hellboy Library editions. If you have those, it's that size. So it's it's a nice nice big book. Or the um, uh, the Watching the Watchmen. If you got that, uh, which is also from Titan Books, it's that size. So it's nice big oversized stuff. And um, Whenever you look at it, you might expect it to be more of like uh, a history book about Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, but it's not. It really is like the best of Simon and Kirby from their ni- 1940s is, is mm-hmm. basically the the era that we're working on here, and it, it's it's really cool. They break it up into chapters: uh, heroes, uh, way out science fiction, war and adventure, 
romance, crime drama, westerns, uh, oh the horror, and sick humor. And so they have comics from all of these kind of genres that Simon and Kirby played in. And it is, and Vince can probably talk to this a lot more than I can, um, it is a different Jack Kirby than the one that we're used to from the earlier days at Marvel and certainly uh, his DC work. In a lot of ways, Joe Simon was to Kirby like as Jack was eventually to Kirby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Simon kind of tempered Jack's tendency to go buku on the page. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think um, Joe did a lot of, of had a calming kind of <laughs> inf- influence, yeah, effect on Jack, where you know you can you immediately can can detect Joe Joe Simon's presence. He he had a beautiful style, all his own. And when yep. when you put the Kirby style together with the Simon style, it created these comics that look like nothing else. They're they're, it's ah, oh, gee, see, I get all choked up whenever I think of these dudes. <laughs> I it's, it's awesome. I can talk about art, but I cannot talk about the best art, which I think yeah. is is Jack. Well, yeah, yeah, just to just to be able to to sit back and read a a real 1940s Captain America comic with Cap and Bucky and Red Skull is really mm-hmm. freaking cool. Um, there's a Sandman. Oh, uh, no, stunt, really? Stuntman. Um, the, the Vision. The Vision. Like the 1940s Vision. Oh, sweet. Wow. I mean, it is, it is some really really cool stuff and yeah it's uh it's, it's titan books it's uh, um 40 bucks i think you can probably find it any any finer comic shop or bookstore mm-hmm. uh, it, it it's really it's really cool and another thing too in in the 70s jack boy, boy commandos oh man in the seventies, Jack kind of developed this very chiseled, very hard style with a lot of was very linear in spots and blocky, which worked really well. But if you look at what Joe Simon did to his work, it looks very organic, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's 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 not the ooh the fly. Um mm. it's it's not it's not the, the Kirby that that I'm used to seeing. It's it's a it's a different artist. I mean, right. his his style changed. Well, like you would imagine it to from 1945 to 1960. You know, right. and yeah. it's yeah, it's a very it's a very different artist. Which you, know, you never think of of him as being like really young and then not so young. It's it was always just Kirby. You know, for me, but uh, yeah, this is this is young Kirby kind of honing his craft, and and it's different than than what you see, you know, at Marvel. But uh, great, so, I mean, Kirby doing westerns, it's awesome. It's Boys awesome. Ranch, the Boys Ranch in there too? Uh, oh gosh, let me see here. Prop here. Uh, I'll look. Uh, they talked about uh, Newsboy Legion, which was yeah. Kind of, I don't know if, if Simon did the Boys Ranch with I I, I can't remember everything. There's so much um, of it. That's another thing about yeah, Jack. His yeah, body yeah, of work. A, um, Kid Cowboys of Boys Ranch. Oh, yep. His body of work is just so voluminous that there's it's all over the place, and there's so much of it that uh, it's kind of hard to, to keep track of everything. And how <laughs> much got, how much is that book, by got, the way? It's 40 bucks. 
Um, they've got some Lenny Bruce stuff in here from Sick. Which <laughs> Wait is, a minute, is, what? It's um, Lenny Bruce from Sick, Volume 1. Oh, I'm going to buy this. You, you're kidding me. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, sold. I'm there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's Oh, my gosh, it's Kirby drawn, drawn. No, it's Joe Simon drawing Lenny Bruce. Oh, just oh that's good. sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, for, so, yeah, any, anyway. Mass yeah, man's yeah, a fag. Yeah. <laughs> if if you're uh, if you're interested in you know comics history and and some of that stuff, um, the other thing real quick that came out today, uh, Checkmate fans, if you read Checkmate, uh, you should be checking out JSA versus Cobra, came out from DC today, and um, uh, is it good? I'm ve- well, I have not read it yet. Um, it's got some it's got some nice um, regime vagina. It's got some uh, it's got some nice <laughs> Chicago ties to it. Uh, Don Kramer is doing interiors, and uh, uh, Gene Ha did the cover. And nice. it's uh, it's written by non-Chicagoan, but still pretty cool guy Eric Troutman, and he was the co-writer on Checkmate. So you should check that out. And I actually went to um, Challengers tonight and talked uh, to Gene, uh, to Gene Ha, who was doing a signing there for the for the re- release of the book. So. Like uh, Gene had a had a fun time doing the covers for this. Good you know, stuff. Sc- screw New York. I think Chicago's becoming the hub of yeah, comics. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome comics town. It, it really is. It's no it's shit. More, it's more of a kickback comics town. But uh, you know, there's some great. I mean, obviously Manhattan is is a huge comics town just by the nature of it. But Portland's got a great scene. Kansas City's got a great scene. Chicago has uh, a huge. I mean, I mean, for the Windy City show, we've got 80 creators, and, and like 60, 60 or 65 of them are all within an hour, hour and a half drive of of where the 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 venue is. So I mean, yeah, we got we got a lot of people crawling around here. So it's cool, it's but nuts. there's 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 other towns that have some pretty 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 sweet comics communities. I don't know, dude. Larson, Ware, Azarello, yeah, that that those are some yeah. pretty damn big names. Well, War, War, Ross, uh, Larson is in um, San Francisco area or Berkeley. Oh, I thought he was out your way. No, uh, he, was, he, he was. Yeah, he was in for a signing, but uh, oh, okay, uh, yeah, um, probably the big. Sh- Chicago names, obviously, um, Alex Ross, Chris Ware, uh, Gene Ha, Mike gosh. Norton, Mike Norton. Oh, oh, yeah, sure, sure. You know, Scotty and Norton, Seeley and you know Chris Burnham, and just all those jokers. But uh, um, Jeffrey Brown, obviously, uh, Tony Daniel. Uh, Tony Daniels on the bell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great scene. It's a yeah. great a great community, you guys. Hillary Barda, you know. It's, um, Hill's awesome. So Don Glute, come on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 visits. Uh, um, um, well, you know, Max Allen Collins spent a lot of time here. He's from. Uh, he's actually from uh, uh, Eastern Iowa, but you know, he wrote for the um, uh, Tribune for um, Oh Dick Tracy. Yep, so, yep. I mean, there, yeah, yep. I mean, there's a, there's a rich there's a rich history uh, of comic book creators here. Doug Munch is from Chicago. And you guys make the best hot dogs too. Awesome so there hot you go. dogs. Yeah. Yep. Awesome hot dogs. We're gonna we're gonna go out again this year. Whenever you uh, whenever you, you betcha. 
Sweet. And pizza. By the way, Chris, I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that pizza and, and shit. And lasagna cake. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. We were talking about you on Saturday. Oh, Christ, David and I are sitting there uh, eating this delicious, greasy-ass, thin yeah, Sicilian pizza. pizza. Oh, it's folding it like you should fold it. And, <laughs> and, and we're like, yeah, Chris should be eating this stuff because this is how you do pizza. This is pizza, baby. Yeah. yeah, when 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 the zombie war comes and you guys need to survive, you're going to be wishing you had the Chicago pizza. You're going to be out there wiping your ass with that flimsy ass East Coast shit. Uh-huh. You need yeah. a, a pickaxe just to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Chop it. It's All fortifying. right, it's fortifying. <laughs> what were you going to say? What fortifying? I was going to say, I'm booking my flight tomorrow, buddy. I'll send you the itinerary nice. when I get it. Sweet, awesome. We're going to be awesome. all over the map come yep. September and August. Yep. I got a question for what? Oh, for me. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, have you have you dug into the pile anymore, dude? I I have, and I want to talk about it, but um, Segway, we're running Segway. out of time. I don't want to do. I'm not going to. Oh, do we're just, not no, running out of time. No, what are you no. shitting me? We got at least another half hour, forty five minute. Well, then, yeah. Uh, so I'll I'll just save the uh, the talk for for next week. Cool. I'd rather hear you talk than myself. Are you still there? And yeah, no, no one's talking. What the hell? Where'd he go? Would come back love, to us. Love oh, that I'm here. You. Sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, oh, jeez. My bad. Almost, almost lost me, but I got back. I'm back. He had to blot the tip. Um, yeah. So I guess Chris is referring to the fact that my, my main man sent me um, the entire, basically like the last, I guess, years worth of, of Superman related books, and uh, I thanked him for that last week and was able to read a good chunk of it uh, this week. I, um, I'm trying to think how far I got. I mean, I think you sent me up through the yeah. 26th. Because uh, they're all numbered, right? Mm-hmm. So you sent me through, uh, I think, like number 26 in the ongoing, you know, the triangle numbering. But uh, but I was able to read up to the sixth part, but that's a lot more than it sounds because um, you sent me the Action Annual, the Brainiac Run, and the uh, Jimmy Olsen stuff before that. So I guess how about did, how, half, how did you like the Jimmy Olsen one-shot? Uh, terrific. and that awesome? You know, not not being a you know not having a huge history with DC particularly uh, Superman, um, I yeah I didn't know what to expect from that. I mean I just thought okay well I'll just I'll read this because he put it in here. But uh, yeah really really good, really interesting and it, it made me I'm glad that you sent it to me because the um, the the number two Jimmy Olsen's pal number two is is coming out here soon and I'm, so I'm going to pick that up. I wouldn't have otherwise. It's but, it's, uh, it's, impo- <laughs> it's it's important to the storyline. Plus you get to see Jimmy Olsen man of action. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple quick thoughts. Uh, first, on the Brainiac run, which is in Action Comics, and that's written by Jeff Johns, uh, pencils by Gary Frank. Um, is it John Seibel? Is that how you say his name? I don't know if that's... Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, John yeah. Seibel. Um, so this was cool. I mean, I guess it, it, this was new for me, but but I guess you guys are already aware of the fact that, that Gary Frank's pretty much drawing um, Clark to look like Christopher Reeves. Yeah, um, he, he, he's doing the, the Richard Donner. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, and I think the coolest part of of the art in this run is that he draws everybody to look like they did in the in the films, except thank God he draws Lois Lane to be a hottie instead of uh, <laughs> Margot Kidder. Oh, Margot Kidder, because herself. Uh, she's in my backyard right now. Uh, well, she's probably at a comic con near you. She does enough of them, but uh, <laughs> but very cool story. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, and then it leads right into the new Krypton stuff. Um, 
I mean, there, there's, I don't know how I'm going to do all this justice. There's a lot of comics to be reading, but, um, but I mean, basically the premise, and I don't want to spoil stuff, but I think we've talked about it enough, or you guys have, that we're not giving too much away. Basically, the Superman fights Brainiac, the real Brainiac, for the first time. He's never actually fought Brainiac before. Uh, he's fought, I guess, constructs of Brainiac. Um, and in doing so, he discovers that the uh, bottle city of Candor still exists, and in it are, what, about 100,000 Kryptonians alive and well? Yep. Um, and so the I've only read up to the part where basically Candor's been restored. It's on Earth now. The Kryptonians have you know gotten their powers. They're all starting to sort of spread out around the, the world and, and discover things. Um, as a result of that, we're seeing Lois Lane's father, General Lane, back in the picture. Uh, he is you know running a bunch of different government entities that are trying to. Seemingly prepare for a war against Kryptonians, if not against Superman himself. Um, he's got Lex Luthor working with him. Uh, he's got all kinds of, you know, he's got mystical stuff going on. He's got technological stuff. He's got kryptonite-related stuff. Um, this also brings in Supergirl. Now, I have very, very little experience with Supergirl as a character. You, um, you, you, don't, need, you don't need to know anything besides that is Clark's cousin. And that's yeah, all you, yeah. That's all you need to know coming into this. Now, who is, I, I who is more powerful than he is? Okay. Well, I, I didn't read much of her series before this, but I just um, I think so far I've only read the first issue or two of Supergirl. That's part of this, but I thought it was pretty cool. Um, well, number one, Jamal Eigel looks awesome. He's doing great stuff. Oh yeah, so absolutely. All props to him. But I thought it was cool because I know, although I didn't read the issues myself, I seem to recall a lot of people complaining about the way Supergirl was portrayed in this run prior to this, and that I guess she was kind of a bitch and like an, uh, an uh, you know, kind of a prissy, you know, snotty she's a, teen. She's a teenager. She right. Is, she is a teenager. So yeah. So I thought it was pretty well done that they that they kind of retcon that out. But they didn't do it by saying it didn't happen. They basically said she had kryptonite poisoning. And so her parents, who were back alive and in the picture, zapped the kryptonite out of her. And now she's back to being her <laughs> sweet, you know, normal, good good self. So I thought that was interesting, a little interesting plot device. Um, a moment that, you know, I love whales. I don't know if you guys know that. I, I, I freaking love whales. So uh, the, 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 the bittersweet... The country of... The, no, 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 they, no. The, they spell the, things all fucked up. The large mammal. Um, oh, oh, okay. So, so I thought it was hilarious when the when the Kryptonians were Kandorians were first getting their powers back, and uh, Clark is sitting there talking to uh, Zorel and uh, and his wife, and uh, and one of the a random uh, Kandorian shows up carrying a blue whale, and he's like, ah, the, I was I was swimming over the ocean, and this thing tried to swallow me whole, so I punched it. And Clark's like, that's a blue whale, and it's endangered, and you killed it. So uh, I mean, you know, funny little moments like that. Um, I can see a lot of the things on the horizon, but I haven't gotten there. Like, obviously, I can see uh, that 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 Zod's going to play a role, um, and I, but I haven't gotten to the part, I guess, where where he comes back and how he takes over. Um, I can certainly see that at some point, you know, the I thought it was cool that the Justice League kind of showed up and called Clark out and said, "Hey, dude, you sure you got this?" And he said, "Trust me, I got this." So uh, I'm guessing he at the end, at some point, he doesn't have this. I'm, I'm guessing he, something he, happens. He, <laughs> he 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 doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. I guess you could see pretty much I've gotten to the point where it's set up for the new Krypton stuff, and we haven't gotten to a, to new Krypton yet or anything like that. But, yeah. but I mean, pretty much, you know, you sent it to me in, in reading order, which was awesome. But, I mean, we're talking about, let's see, action, the one-shots, Superman, uh, the new Krypton itself, um, Adventure Comics number one. And, you know, everyone, you know, it's different artists, different writers, but it really does feel like one giant story. I mean, having read yep. it in order. 
uh, and which is a real triumph. I mean, it's really you can you can really see. I mean, we heard a lot about this. John's having this three-year Bible that he worked out with Robinson and the other guys, and you can really feel that here. Um, the art styles are different in each book, but every one of them was terrific. I mean, I didn't have a problem with any of the art at all. I thought all of it was was top-notch stuff. So, um, you know, I. I guess I've heard some people kind of have mixed views on this because it's bringing back a lot of the stuff that I guess Byrne took away from the character, and I know a lot of people our age consider the Byrne reboot, uh, you know, their Superman. But again, as someone who didn't have that experience of reading the Byrne Superman, this stuff is all goodness to me, and I love the majestic nature of it, and that it, uh, you know, it is pretty, you know, laden with fantasy because. Um, you know, as you guys know, I loved All-Star Superman, and this to me reads a lot more like All-Star Superman in terms of the grandness of the character than has some of the other, you know, modern Superman stories I've read. So, I, I so far so good, but I mean, I, I'll, I'll talk more about it, I guess, once I get into the meat of this stuff, um, you know, once we get into the new Krypton stuff, but, but it's, it's been a real treat so far, and it was such a quick read. I mean, I think I read these probably 13, 14 issues in, in the last two, three days, so it's, it's been great. <laughs> Hey, 11 o'clockers. It's Tully from Santa Cruz, California. T. Gibbs on the form. And this month marks my year, in, my first year in comics. So I just thought I would highlight a couple series that have been awesome. Uh, Rassel. Uh, Jeff Smith is the reason why I'm into comics. I read Bone growing up. It's amazing. Uh, it was weird. Like, I knew it was by Jeff Smith. One day I was in a comic shop. I, sw- I went, oh, Jeff Smith, Razzle. And a double take. I'm like, Jeff Smith of Bone? Awesome. That's a great series. Everyone should check it out. It's uh, more mature than Bone, but it's still great and awesome. Art's amazing. Uh, next series I talked about, unfortunately, getting canceled, Captain Britain and MI-13. Uh, normally, I wouldn't read something like this. I was actually raised to be racist against British people, and this comic has actually helped me uh, get rid of those uh, ignorances and just accept people for who they are and it's been an amazing series and sadly it is getting canceled but everyone needs to pick that up uh, I have every issue I'm going to get the last three issues but I'm going to buy the hardcover of that because it's an amazing series uh, next I want to talk about the Flash Rebirth growing up I always hated DC DC sucked to me I always thought oh, I'm going to be a Marvel guy but I had to check out the Flash Rebirth and it's an amazing series I've never had such a visceral response from writing before. When I read The Flash Rebirth, it's like I'm running, and I'm a fat white guy. You know, I don't run. I'm 17. I don't run. And it's an amazing experience, and it's a great story. And lastly, I just uh, polished off the trade of I Kill Giants, which is an amazing story of a young girl uh, dealing with her problems in a very interesting way. And it's an amazing read, and... As I started it, uh, I was like, oh, I don't like the way this paper's folding. It's kind of glossy. Where's this story going? And as I kept reading it and reading it, it just got more amazing. And I realized how much it related to myself and things I've been through. And everyone should pick it up, and it's amazing. So I've read so many amazing comics this year. It's been awesome. Uh, I wouldn't be the same person I am without comics this past year. They helped me get through things. And I want to challenge everyone to read a book they normally wouldn't read because it's not about DC, it's not about Marvel, it's not about independent books being better and not having to conform to what we know as comic books, and it's about appreciating everything. So I want to thank all the 11 o'clockers. You guys have really opened up my eyes to comics. Have another, here's hoping for another great year in comics. Yeah, 
yeah. It, you know, and I and I think it actually, you know, whoever's saying that it's it's not staying true to what Byrne had done, I, I don't feel that at all. I, I think that it's it stayed. It actually kept a lot of what Byrne had had done and designed into the book, and I mm-hmm. just think it's. Uh, um, doing what Jeff Johns does best, and that is reintroducing Silver Age concepts with a modern aesthetic. And he does that over and over again and and does it probably better than anyone. You saw that with the Brainiac storyline or the Toy Man um, story, and I think that was in action. Um, he just, he, he has such a great feel for what is fun and cool but repackaging it in a way that is much more palatable for us. And, yeah, you, you mentioned the other guys that are working on that, not, you, not, not even the artists. But, um, I mean, Sterling Gates is Jeff John's uh, assistant, and mm-hmm. so they obviously have a, a, close, um, a, a close relationship. And then James Robinson and Greg Rocca, I mean, that's, that's one hell of a brain trust to be uh, to be. The, the stewards of what is going on with Superman right now. So, yeah, I, I I love it, and I have never been a Superman or Superman family fan ever, mm-hmm. and it's I look forward to my Superman comic every week. It's I got action tonight, and I can't wait to dig into it after after we get done here. I, 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 look, I look forward to whatever Superman family book is coming out each week. You know, the fact that Jason is digging the stuff, a guy who suckled at the teat of charlie xavier for a long long time <laughs> it says a, no it says a lot about the quality of the story and the presentation of the stories to to pull a, a guy that's been mostly marvel centric for the majority of his of his reading history and he, now yep. he's digging superman there you go that that uh, mission accomplished it, what, because what, that's what the I, one thing I, about superman it's always been hard to sell superman to yeah. non-dc readers you know what I you know I don't know who General Lane is. I don't know the history of that character mm-hmm. or Lois's sister or you know a lot of this stuff. But I never once feel like I'm mired in continuity and yeah. can't and can't be entertained by the story because I don't get what's going on. I've never felt that way. It's been really easy to jump in and go, yep. Okay, it's um you you know who General Wayne is? He is uh Thunderbolt Ross. I get that. And totally. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going to and I'm going to run with that. That's you know, it's it's Betty Ross's dad and yeah. that's all, that's all I need to know. You know, it's yeah. it's yeah, so it's been it's been much easier to follow along with than I had anticipated, but from what I hear talking to guys like, you know, Suntress or or Tom, um there are a lot of neat little things in there that old school DC fans are like, ah, I see what you did there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And John certainly knows the history. Oh yeah. Un- unlike that, that unlike was, a lot of dudes. So that was a that was a really good word balloon, by the way, a few weeks ago. If you haven't had a chance. Um, oh yeah, with uh, John. Yep, and you're interested with what's going on with Superman or Green Lantern or you know G- the the DC universe in general. Since mm-hmm. I think he's writing about seventy percent of it, um, John did a really nice interview with Jeff Johns on on Word Balloon. Very, yeah. if you're interested, especially on the Flash stuff and the Green Lantern stuff, very worth worthwhile listen. Yep, he also um, had John also had Sterling Gates and Jamal Igalon not too long mm-hmm. ago as well. So if yep. you're interested, 
Yep, good oh, stuff. John. So, Mr. Price. Yes, Mr. B. Enlighten. Oh, crap. Um, well, if anybody listened to uh, Marvel Noise this week, they already know my feelings on Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk. But um, we'll go in a different direction and talk about the unknown, if anybody else has read it this oh, week. Oh, nice, or, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the second issue, I believe, came out today. Okay. I haven't read that yet. Right. But the first issue. Regina. Okay. Oh, I read it. Read it last uh, read it a couple what, weeks ago. What did you think? I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I, uh, and it's funny because I, I, um, I, bu- I bought it was by accident that I bought it. Oh wow! Um, well, Chris talked about un- all the uns. What did you talk about, Chris? Unthinkable. Yes. Unth- yeah. Okay. So I went to Midtown last week and picked up Unknown, thinking that's what Chris raved about. <laughs> then I started reading it. And I said, "This doesn't seem at all like what the fuck." Where's, where's, yeah, where's what the, the, the nine eleven shit? <laughs> yeah, but and I'll let you talk about it because your book. But yes, I but I, I as quickly realized, oh, this must be one of the other uns. Vaguely remember you mentioning it either on the forums or on Twitter or something that you liked it, and then read it and thought it was excellent, and, and I thought it had a great cliffhanger. It was a great first issue. I I thought it was a great first issue. I, I touched on it last week. The the two. The main characters are uh, Catherine Allingham and James Doyle. Basically, Catherine, Catherine hires Doyle because he's aware of his surroundings. He, he, he can, uh, like basically, he kicks some dude out of a, uh, and I'll just call him some dude for now until people read the first issue. He kicks some dude out of the, out of a club because he's a pickpocket. And, and the way Doyle can tell is because this guy, Guido, who Catherine calls him, he uh, he has a tell. Basically, every time before he he picks someone else's pocket, he always touches his own pocket, and uh, so so Doyle is aware of his surroundings. He's he's got a keen eye. He's observant, and so Catherine wants him to watch her back. He, she she needs somebody to uh, to be that observant, to to be that accurate, and and. Uh, and so she hires him for six months, and as she says, she'd hire him for longer, but that's all the doctors say that she has left to live. So she, she's given, she's basically got a six-month death sentence. She, she's, uh, she's going to die, and this is a four-shoe miniseries, and I thought the first, everything until maybe the last two or three pages I thought was excellent. And I thought it was, I was kind of hoping... And again, there's the whole personal preference thing. I was kind of hoping this was going in a different direction because when we got to the end, when we got to the last couple pages, it was going in somewhat of a, um, not, well, it's fantastical or, 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 or supernatural type direction. And, and I was kind of hoping it was going to stay more, I guess, reality based. I'm still along for the ride. I still want to see where it's going because this case that she's going to be working on does sound very interesting. But I was, um, I was kind of hoping it wasn't going to go there. But it's a, uh, it's it's wonderfully illustrated. I believe the artist is Dutch. Um, there's two covers for the first issue, one of which is done by Paul Pope. Uh, but the, um, yeah, you know, I, I, I think he's doing an Adam Strange serial in, in an upcoming comic. There's a, uh, it's it's just really cool. It is one of the many uns that that, that are now coming out uh, every month for the next couple of months um it's it's a boom studios book it's written by boom studios editor-in-chief mark wade and uh, an occasional amazing spider-man writer and it's a um 
it's something I, I definitely recommend. I, I know it's since it's a four issue mini. I don't know how I don't have any Boom trades. I mean, does Boom collect their work shortly after it's released? Do they wait? Do they? I, I've never seen a, a Boom collected edition, so I don't know what they look like. I think uh, they do them at a different size, kind of like okay. the dam the dam trade. Okay, that, that size. I think that's what Boom does because uh, Marty buys all the uh, Warhammer stuff. Mm-hmm. And every Warhammer collected edition I've I've seen is a lot smaller than the standard comic size. So I, I think they pare them down for collected editions. But I, I, you know, don't quote me. That's just what I've seen. Maybe not all of them, but definitely some of them. Boom, Boom has been an interesting company. I, they came out of the gates and were doing some amazing work. Then I I kind of felt like they they had a little bit of a dip there for a while, where it's like, eh, okay, now I just feel like everything is a movie pitch. But in the last. <laughs> It, no, seriously, but no, you're right. I, I do. But in the last year, it's they're putting out some really good stuff, and yep. um, surprisingly, some of the best kids comics out there. Yeah, you bet. Uh, they're like, like the Incredibles and the the stuff with Pixar that they're doing. So yeah, boom, they they kind of found themselves again, which is mm-hmm. very exciting because I am definitely uh, rooting for rooting for them because uh, uh, Ross Ritchie and, uh, and Chip <laughs> Mosher, there's some there's some really good guys that that are behind behind Boom. So I um, you know and Mark Wade's pretty pretty good as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's very exciting. <laughs> Shitty fucking shitty fucking shit. No quality control. Didn't mean a little bit of the truth. I don't want to move a around, didn't you? Vince, you you keep slobbering all over uh, Paul Pope, which, I mean, he's slobber worthy. Are you a Nathan Fox fan? Yes, I am. I okay. really like Pigeons from Hell. I really like his stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. He does some. He does some. It's um. We were talking about different uh, different comic towns and that kind of stuff. He's a uh, uh, part of the the, Ken, the Kansas City crew down there. He's uh, another another creator in that in that great Kansas City community. So and he's awesome. You, you need to see his original art in person. Have you? No. Um. It, it's kind of like the Kirby sized boards. He does the big, huge ass, oversized comic mm-hmm. boards. They're awesome. Beautiful. Uh, where where yeah. did you see those? Um, he was at uh, he was at Wizard Chicago last year, oh, and selling man. selling pages from pigeon for pigeons from hell for way less than than he should have been. Did you get any? No, um, oh. Sal and Scotty I think did. Um, I mean, he was he was selling pages for like I don't know like a hundred two hundred bucks for these gorgeous huge oversized originals. It was it was ridiculous, but uh, yeah I'm. I'm turn into a big nathan fox fan i just i wish he would do more yep he's very good yeah i love his, yeah i, 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 I want to say i want to see more more of his stuff so nice mm-hmm. i got something in the mail today what you got? something i paid for by the way um no. i got <laughs> the the 30th issue of the teenage mutant ninja turtles direct from mirage nice and, and peter laird flipped to the back cover I was one of the lucky ones to get a full-page sketch by Mr. Peter Laird. No way! Yes. How cool is that? Freaking cool as hell. You're not kidding. But I'm going to use the power, what little power we have, of the show to reach out. I want to get my run of this book bound because it's awesome. Jim Lawson is an amazing talent. And come on, Peter Laird. Turtles, too. Uh, But I'm missing two issues. 
If mm. anybody has a line on issue 25 and 26, PM me, email the show, get in touch with me. I need 25 and 26. I can't find them anywhere. Oh, so there I'll, you go. I'll, I'll look around for them. But in uh, a neat little distribution angle on this stuff, basically they're selling directly from Mirage, 10 bucks a pop, and there's only a thousand of each issue printed, and you get a sketch, whether from Peter Laird or one of the other Turtle guys, Jim Lawson, I think, or Eric Talbot, or others. Uh, it, it's it's a nice little way around Diamond, and it seems to be working for them. Awesome. So, so that's very cool. Yeah, what I just want to. Which of a turtle or what was it? Uh, you can't really tell because the weapon isn't shown. It's just a bust oh, of, it's of just a turtle. turtle. I'm saying it's a, a turtle, turtle, though. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's a I want K- I want Casey Jones. Yeah, word. I want April. Make sure she's naked. We were, and we were talking about that. Actually, we were talking about the uh, when we were talking to Joey uh, on Saturday at Mocha. We, mm-hmm. uh, the playmates, the old playmates figures were uh, were talked about, and Casey Jones and and, and April and these awesome. whack ass characters that Vince still has. Re- the, I, I the, still have them. I know. Well, it's only been a couple of days. I'd hope you still have them. The uh, oh. getting back to the email that was mentioned earlier in the episode. Oh, this yeah. is from friend of the show and forum member. Uh, Julian Lytle. Oh boy! And, and basically, <laughs> it's it's nothing as 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 intense as last week's was with Batman uh-huh. and Robin number one, which which I did read. But uh, it says, uh, "Hey guys, I have a question for all of you." And basically, this is probably going to be only for me and Vince, and and probably probably Chris. Although I can't say right this minute, I bought every issue of Trinity. But I didn't read any of it. I just started reading it last weekend, and so far it's pretty good. So what did each of you think? What did you think of Bagley's art on it? I really like his Batman. Personally, I really like his Batman, too, and I believe he's going to be working on a Batman book in the near future. Yeah, with Winnick. Yeah, with Winnick. He goes on to say, some good comics this week, Flash Rebirth, Green Lantern Corps, and Action Comics. Flex drop bomb on that, Julian. Oh, and by the way, read Ants, which is... uh, his webcomic, which is hysterical. Yes, indeed. And we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll, we'll throw a link in the, uh, in the show notes for that. So, Trinity. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like Bagley's Wonder Woman much better than his Batman. I mean, I like his she Batman. She is hot. Yeah. She is. She is. And he draws her with the Greek nose, a little bit yeah. elongated nose, so it's perfect. Uh, come on. Bagley's a god. He really is. It, it, uh, how many issues of Amazing Spider-Man and Ultimate Spider-Man did the guy do? He's a machine. He, he's he's got a beautiful style that lends itself well to mainstream comics, which it's it's sleek, but it it has a, a a layer of expression to it that you know you don't always see in a lot of mainstream books. Like a lot of guys will just produce. And Bagley certainly produces, but there's a lot of personality in the line, which I which I like a lot. And he's one of those dudes that you, you look at a page and you can instantly identify, boom, that's Mark Bagley. Yeah, you're right about that. Some of yep. his women tend to look a little mannish, like that, that era where he was drawn um, Gwen in Ultimate. In Ultimate like, Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, a little, little bit mannish, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, you'll, you're under a deadline. you got to get it out. But... Uh, it, there's a lot of a lot of heart in his work. That's what I like about Bagley. A lot of heart. Yeah, I, I do. I do like his Batman. You're right. His Wonder Woman is is hot. The uh, the ba- I like his Batman more than I like his Superman. I don't know if it looks a little young. Looks a little. Uh, and I'm not even comparing it to what the Christopher Reeve, Gray Frank, and uh, in action or the World of New Krypton covers or uh, or anything else. It's, uh- that may be a tendency from drawing Spider-Man so much because Spider-Man doesn't have a lot of meat on the bone, 
And mm-hmm. when Bagley has to draw these real bulky characters, he doesn't. It just may be a holdover from from drawing a certain body type for so freaking long. Maybe that's it, it. I don't know. Batman's a little broad shouldered now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not digging the horns on the shoulders though. Those, on the cape? those little, yeah, those little, yeah, whoop de doops on the side there. I don't know about that. <laughs> but uh, that's just personal preference. He's a monster. He really is. He is. Gets so upset about the. I like the short ears. I like the long ears. I don't yeah. like the the horns on the on the. No, cape. Renee. Renee's a short eared fan, so. <laughs> I, I gotta uh, go buy that sometimes. I like the, I like the long, crazy ass fucking the ears. long, crazy like, Kelly Jones ears. No, I uh, like the like Detective Twenty Seven ears. <laughs> like the original, a nice brand. They kind of look like they want to flop over like a dog's ear. Yeah, I love I love those. It's like no man. I, I like the I like the big ears. That's uh, I was watching uh, uh, New Frontier uh, again the other night. Uh, uh, the Darwin Cook. I still have yet to see that. Oh, it's 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 awesome. And I have and, the DVD, so Regina. Oh my gosh, watch it! And, but it's it's so it's so awesome how they kind of explain the transformation of his of his costume and why the ears go from the 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 long you know golden age ears to the short silver age ears. There's a a really a really cool scene with he and Superman uh, regarding that. So so watch it. He, Speaking of Kept Batman, the roof of the Batman, and yeah. and just to, I mean, to answer Julian, David, you think Trinity's really good? I enjoyed it. Chris seems to enjoy it. It it's really good. It's it's awesome. But you guys, somebody posted Wood posted uh, the top twenty five Batman. Mm-hmm. Was it stories or graphic novels of graphic of, novels of, yeah. of all time? And and uh, naturally, the first was Dark Knight Returns. What was no, number second? Batman Year One was the first one. Oh, oh right, right, right. Batman Year One, then Dark Knight Returns, then Arkham Asylum, then what else? Uh, hold on one second. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I was just thinking, I, I scanned the list, I was looking at all those, those stories in there. For my money, you don't have to read anything other than the top four to get a complete picture of Batman. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, I, I, well, yeah, I mean, I guess to get a complete picture, I kind of like, I like seeing him, I don't want to say I like seeing him defeated or beaten, but I think I think the cult is extremely underrated and is something that should be read by anybody who considers themselves a Batman fan. So, okay, so year one's number one. And now, this is right. just by way of reference, this is an, uh, a list put up by IGN back in 2005. Mm-hmm. I just happened to come across it because of something I was going to talk about this week, but we'll talk about next week right. um, when I was reading about it and I saw this list and not being... A, very experienced with the Batman, I figured it would be cool to to get your guys' opinions as to which ones maybe are worth reading. So let's see, number one is your one, uh, number two, Dark Knight Returns, three, Killing Joke, four, Arkham Asylum. Killing Joke, okay, there you go. Uh, five, Long Halloween, uh, by, six, yeah. by Woods Boy. My boy. <laughs> Actually, speaking of that, my boy is in, is got three of the top ten. Uh, <laughs> well, you, I mean, you don't have to read them all. It's just uh, that the point I was trying to make was the other stories are very good, and I, I, and some I, I, of them are bordering on great, but the crux of the biscuit are the first four, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum, Killing Joke, Dark Knight Returns, and Year One, which I'll go out on a limb and say I think that's the best drawn Batman story ever. Oh yeah, I've never and, read and one. He, and he's hardly he's hardly well, in it. Well, he's in it for well, like the fourth. <laughs> he's in it for the fourth part. Well, You've and, never read Year One? No. That's nuts. Oh, dude. <laughs> I, th- I think we need oh. a new co-host. <laughs> wow. Penalty box. That that hurts yeah. my taint. 
That's that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, give wow. him a break. He, he's the Marvel guy. Yeah, dude. I, I, so <laughs> I was looking at the so, fucking number of trades I've read in the last year that we've done this show. It's ridiculous. So I'll, I'll get to your one. I just don't. It's You're, the one. Right. That I no. Of, I, of the, I, just I, to no. put a point of the top ten of this list, it, there's three I haven't read. One of which is year one. So sue me. Am I bad? I would have sent you Batman Year One with the Superman stuff, just so you would have had it. Do you own it? No, I don't own it. Oh, strike two. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, folks, it's true. Jason hasn't read every comic ever made. Newsflash. In your credit, you have gone a long way in educating yourself on the stuff that you have... Not ignored, but just passed over in the past, in, in, in past. So, yeah, you're doing well. But, yeah, Batman Year One? It's, it's, My God. J- J- Jason, I haven't read Mouse, okay? Oh, no. See? Really? Wow. See? Nutshot. I have, I have not. I have not. So, comic book confession time. I haven't read Mouse. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I have a confession. I don't, I don't know if I do either. Well, wait. I just a couple weeks ago, you David, you said you hadn't read something. I was surprised by. I can't remember what it That's was. That's probably yeah. Um, oh, the 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 rum's kicking in, so I'm at a loss for a lot of things. Uh, haven't read everything Alan Moore's written. Have you read Bone? Yeah, I finished Bone. Yeah, actually, because I have I have the complete volume. Renee got that for me a couple yeah. of years ago. Finish that. Wow. That, yeah, that, was, awesome. that was that was that was actually a, a very interesting thread on the forum. I will, I will give some forum love because they they are some pretty so. there are some pretty smart cookies out there. The uh, who's on third thread? Uh, it was it was the pretty much everyone agrees that you know Watchmen and uh, you know Watchmen's probably number one. Dark Knight's probably number two as far as a consensus greatest graphic novel pick. But you know what's what's number three, and I, and I think the consensus or the popular vote was that Mouse is probably number three on the the all time goodies list. Yeah, but that that commingling of genres like that, I don't know. I it, for I I think listing all time greats like that is a little tiny bit silly to begin with. I mean, no offense to anybody who digs that kind of stuff. No, but, it's it's fun. It's fun to debate it and, and talk yeah. about the the merits of something over another. But you know, I I love the commingling of genres and different works. I think there's I think there's too much um, tribal posturing in comics. I just want to throw it all in one big fucking bucket and dive in and enjoy it. I think I think that we uh, as comic fans have a tendency of you know this is indie, this is mainstream, this is autobiographical. It's like no, it's it's, it's comics and and you know just just dive in. Don't don't separate it by all that junk. But then then you have the idea of intent and why was the art created and yeah batman uh dark knight returns is really good but Mm -hmm. can it really compete in terms of weight with a story of the survivor of the holocaust well okay what's a better movie star wars or citizen kane citizen kane well you know obviously but you're talking i mean that is very much an apples to oranges but you know which is more influential yeah you know Mm -hmm. or what you know which one has affected more people so yeah i I think that you can look at things which one has brought which one has brought more joy to people's lives you know that kind of stuff so um so yeah i mean that's it you have to you have to view you know even two autobiographical you know autobiographical comics 
side by side. You even have to look at them differently. So I think we spend too much time segmenting comics into it is this, it is this, it is this, where you know I think you just need to look at each individual piece at what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Well, on that note, once again, we've shot our wad. Uh-oh. Yeah. Two solid hours of good old comics fun. Comic seems goodness. Like we, seems like we just started. I know. I will say one thing before we go, and I'm going to hold this over to next week. I planned on talking about X-Force. <laughs> so, But I will say, if you haven't read it, and I said this on Twitter today, it's like having your face sandblasted with granulated awesome. And Marvel, if you if you like Maybe that quote, thing. I wasn't on Twitter much today. You can you can oh, use that as a pull quote. I give you the the permission. Use it because this series is oh, it's so good. <laughs> wow! And it's nice. an X book. Go figure. I think yeah. that's one of the books you should make Chris read. X Force. Do it. Yeah, I was thinking that too. X Force, mighty. Uncanny. I mean, it's all it's it's all up to wood. But I mean, I was going through what 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 four would I pick? Which, which one is land drawing? Well, no, land land and Dodson's switch. Uh, land which, and which Leiston one? and on, on uncanny. Okay. Well, you, don't you don't make them read that should, one. You guys just keep debating. Just let me know. Yeah, don't don't make them read uncanny. I, I looked through the new no, issue it's today. That's what ooh, ooh, it's, my god. Well, yeah, I'm uh, uncanny is is hard for me right now because I like what Fractions doing, but unfortunately, it's it's being illustrated by Land, and and it's it makes it difficult. I there's not a lot of meat going on there, but it's it's still a cool story. I mean, I a lot of booty. There's yeah, I mean, there's there's the main story Fractions telling, but I like the X Club. I like the whole thing with Beast and and Madison Jeffries and and Doctor Nemesis and yeah, the science and I, book. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. But um, but you know, Logan completely screwed up a couple of weeks ago, and it's you know, I mean, the main story is 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 okay. It would be better to me if if someone else was drawing it. But it's oh, yeah. it's I, I like where Fraction's going with the book. Chris, did you read the X titles in the nineties? trying to think i i was out just prior to age of apocalypse oh well oh, wow. if, if any of these names ring a bell you will love x-force cameron hodge boulevard trask donald pierce graden creed oh warlock well i won't say warlock <laughs> uh, yeah I'm not, i don't want to give it away it is so uh-huh. good it is so freaking good I know, Don, I know donald pierce um from like the ascot days and 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 donald pierce is also in young x-men yes it, it, i mean this that's the 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 cyborg from hellfire club yes yeah mm-hmm. now i haven't read any, Leader any of the receivers right the well, see, okay nah, no he's he's the white bishop from hellfire <laughs> club. Uh, he still is no, yeah. ain't no fucking reaver bullshit <laughs> I, I haven't read anything, any of the stuff Fraction's doing with the X-Books. I read some of the Brubaker run, but I believe that Marvel should just take the whole X-Universe, hand it over to Kyle and Yost, because everything that these guys touch is gold. New X-Men yeah. was gold. X-23, gold. This book, X-Force, really, really good. These guys have a lockdown on the X-Universe. I like Yost stuff. He did uh, yeah. the... Uh, uh, the Wolverine versus movies. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he uh, he either wrote the wrote the screenplays for that or was one of the co-writers. He was very instrumental in that, and uh, yeah, I thought the I thought those were very cool. Uh, he actually he did um, Scotty's Young X Men run. He was right. the he was the writer yeah. on yeah. on that whenever uh, Scotty was drawing it. So yeah, yeah, Yost is Yost is a good writer. Um, I don't know the X Universe. Too many characters, too much continuity. I. Don't need to know, know. much. Of I think it. I think they're obviously. I mean, with X Force and with 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 Uncanny and and even Legacy, I think they are rebooting is a strong word. But the whole move out west and the things that are going that are being put in place, and with Scott being in charge, there it's it's a new day. They're, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. Yeah. No, it, 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 they're not. They're not moving on with the whole. They're not taking all the baggage with them. If if you know what's going on in the past, that's cool. But it's they're moving forward. It's 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 a restart. It, it's, so it's it's smack it smacks of West Coast Avengers to me. No 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 no. That that's a huge slight right there. Yeah yeah. You know and and to to take Messiah Complex, which could be interpreted as a one note kind of Bishop Yo Strawberry Shortcake turn around. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, they make th- this this X Force makes Messiah Complex. A vi- probably one of the more important X-Men stories in a long, long time. Mm. I, just, I just wish I cared. You will, after you, you will. read this. All right. Oh, brother. In in your travels, how about this? Read Rebels. Oh. oh well, yes. Yeah. Read it while you can, folks, please. Stop. <laughs> I'm just... Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, know. It, I, I, I love Rebels, but it ain't lasting long. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be around 12 issues or something like that, and that's fine. Oh, it's man. already down to, to 14,000. Read, 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 read so. to... to Read Agents of Atlas number six had awesome Gabriel Hardman art. Gabriel issue. There's a pimp. And and a hot, hot scene with Namor and Namora. <laughs> really? Follow, fo- 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 followed by followed by the greatest line of the week is Ew. I guess they got hillbillies under the sea. That's too. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, nice. Why why does Namora have tadpoles coming out of her main egg? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Uh, read Miss America Comics from yep. Timely Comics. Andy frickin' McDonald. Yep, mm. and uh, Jen Van Meter. Yep, and who would that be, Chris? Uh, it's uh, She wrote the uh, the Black Lightning miniseries. <laughs> there you yes, go. She did. And, she's, ma- and, and, yeah. she's, and she's married to one of my favorite writers. <laughs> one of. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you're cute. Yeah, you know, pretty. No, Jen, no, it's Jen. Jen's a, a fantastic writer in her uh, in a, uh, on her own. She doesn't she doesn't need that disclaimer. She's she is a absolutely fantastic writer. So uh, um, check out Miss America comics. Yep, and the and the and the Black Lightning um, year one. Wood read Usagi Yojimbo. Wow, nice. pull Son something out of the bitch. out of the left field. And if you've always wanted to read it but didn't know where to start, You're one. in oh. this month's previews, they have the first of what's likely to be three volumes of the complete Usagi Ojimbo. It's two beautiful oversized hardcovers that collect the first seven trades worth. It's 1,200 pages, the first 1,200 pages of Usagi, and it's, I believe, $95, so it's the price of an omnibus, but it's 50% off at our sponsor, DCBS, this month. 
So for 45 bucks, you get 1,200 pages of what's one of the longest-running and most critically acclaimed series in the medium. So go ahead and you, do yourselves a favor. Do you know what Usagi Yojimbo translates to? Wood is a badass. <laughs> <laughs> no. Rabbit oh. Bodyguard. Really? Yep. Yeah. That's oh, awesome. There you go. So thank you very much, people, and thank you to DCBS for sponsoring our asses. If you would like to get your comics at a significant discount, way more. Well, sorry, Tim. You'll get them at a significant <laughs> discount, and you'll get them packed up by professionals, real nice and secure, delivered right to your door, dcbcomics.com. DCB service. DCB, shit. DC, hey, I'm sorry. I was drinking. dcbservice.com. Tell them 11 o'clock sent you, and they'll be nice to you. There you go. <laughs> More or less. More or less, yeah. We'll See ya. Bye. Oh, Bye. We, we fucked up the ending. Trip to the sunshine. Yeah, we, we limped to that one. But there was an incubator. Father was the contents of a test tube in the icebox. In the factory of birth My name is 905 And I've just become alive I'm the newest populator Of the planet we call Earth Suspended animation My childhood passed me by If I speak without emotion Then you know the reason why